Ladies and gentlemen, what is grief if not love persevering? For this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. God damn it. I knew you were going <laughs> to friggin' say that. God damn it. God damn it. I know, I know, I know. I'm just hitting the feels early on. I'm sorry. God damn it. Can we just be happy can before we, be happy? we go into WandaVision? Yeah. <laughs> well, we will now. We will now. We will now. Okay. Because, yes, we are cueing the music. I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Finished. Finished. Oh, my gosh. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Conversation anyway. Well, we're going to have company! Loud noises! Hello! Hello! Be happy! Be happy, 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 happy. Happy, 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 joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy, until... Until the sadness creeps in later on. I'm a Kendall Richardson. And I'm all alone. There's no <laughs> one here beside um, me. Lister. Yep. Welcome. Uh, you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yes, you are. In between your ears. In between your ears. And we are sadly operating at 50% capacity of the usual team. But that is all right. Sending our love to Fulia. And to Wayne, of course, because we miss both their faces. Yes. Uh, um, but they will be returning in the future. Um, but so Mike and I are going it alone, but together into this uh, adventure of this current episode of a podcast called Fred. So. Yes. Yes. That's going to be the tagline. Kendall <laughs> and her Mike. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Kendallin for Mike. <laughs> I like it. I love a good play on words. It's good. Drop the mic. Ah! Ah! Slam. <laughs> Slam down the ground. Ah, so Michael. Yes. Um, <laughs> how was your week? Yay! I'm first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, put on the spot right here. Yeah. Um, what did I do this week? <laughs> well, if uh, for the people who are in the know and probably didn't know, my audio from the previous episode crapped up, so so all the thanks go to Fulia of um, yes making that Frankenstein of a of a podcast work. I've re- yep. I've recently re-listened to it, and it, there's bits and pieces still there, but it's still coherent and well i wasn't uh <laughs> me and my sort of weird sentence structure it's always annoying and i'm and i'm sorry for the people so that's basic okay. that's my week from there and <clears throat> yeah not much has happened i'm still i'm still uh watching watching a lot of television which is not really new uh i'm actually <laughs> sort of building up a structure for the uh for the um, TV on scratch off segment that I have. Oh, sweet! Yeah, um, just putting in things where it sort of fits. Uh, I'm sort of doing TV shows that are having like an anniversary. Um, one in particular, I'm going to do uh, Game of Thrones. I'm going to see if I can do uh, 
the eight seasons of Game of Thrones because the first season it's having its tenth anniversary. Holy shit! Yeah. Yep. Wow, it's been ten years since we were introduced to Westeros on the small screen. Yes. Holy crap! And the, and the Lannisters send their regards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking Lannisters. Mm. Anyway. So, uh, so I'll be so that's a sneak peek preview. I'll be doing that. That's awesome. Yeah, um, and of course, I'm also going to do the um, uh, Sopranos as well. Yes. Uh, getting ready for the movie that. That comes out in September, so mm-hmm. I'll be doing I'll be doing those six uh, those six seasons before the movie, and I'm going to see if I can slot in uh, slot in a movie review as well. It's sort of like an offshoot of uh, a TV on scratch off. I'm going to call it extra scratchings. <laughs> <laughs> nice, <laughs> something like that. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's all coming up Millhouse really. I just gotta I just gotta. Plan ahead, really, and make sure I keep the deadlines because uh, I know yeah. myself and I, I can't really do <laughs> deadlines. So if I set myself deadlines and yeah, and uh, if I do uh, Paul Bettany the um, the uh, <laughs> the uh, Da Vinci Code where he plays a uh, where he plays the monk, mm. uh, he whips himself. So yeah, yeah. So if I don't get my deadlines, I'm going to do a Paul Bet. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to do uh, the. Uh, the thing and, and whip myself until I say no more, no more. You whip yourself back and forth. You whip yourself back and forth. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. <laughs> that was terrible. It I'll was terrible, out. but you yeah. really have to live with it. Yeah. Please feel free to edit that out for you. Nah, <laughs> nah. I refuse. Nah. <laughs> uh, that was I hate Ken- that song. Yeah, that was Kendall having a, a having a having a cup of tea as well. Otherwise, it sounds a bit weird on the mic. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sipping my tea. Yeah, having, having a spot of tea. Having so, a spot of tea. Yeah. So that's basically my week. Um, been, oh, yeah? Yeah, I've been doing some Fred stuff, and it's really great getting into the swing of things. And, that's awesome. And also preparing uh, this year, I'll be doing a stage thing as well. <laughs> but I don't know if... Uh, <laughs> I don't know if... Uh, if I'm allowed to divulge, so I'm I'm just gonna say it at that. Fair enough. Leave it at that. Keep it safe. Keep it yeah. close to your chest. Yeah. Well, yes. What about you, Kendall? Do you keep things at your chest safe? Weird segue. I mean, weird segue, but I like it. Yeah, you yeah. know. Do, do you do stuff? <laughs> do I do stuff? I do. I do. Sweet. Um, yeah. Please yeah. divulge. Uh, uh, it's been a whole, it's been a whole bloody week, seven days of me doing things non-stop. I am so exhausted and <laughs> and sore. And who needs the gym when you're moving house, right? Like exactly. <laughs> yeah, I freaking I have an Apple Watch and I um I doubled my exercise just like my my exercise goal for the day just by moving boxes around um up and down flights of stairs so wow yay yeah i know nice cool. i i know i hope i lose some weight off of that that'd be sweet um <laughs> <laughs> um yeah yeah so the, the big move is happening so this is officially my last podcast in my uh in my old apartment so next time uh if I have to record from home, like I'm doing right now, it'll be in the new digs. So nice. that's, ex- 
That's exciting. Yes. Um, so my whole week has basically been revolving around that, getting everything organized and uh, everything packed up. Fulia, bless her soul, came over and uh, helped me out uh, one day. Um, help me pack uh, all my DVDs and my books into a plethora of boxes. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, it was really nice of her. And She um, is awesome. She is awesome. We love Folia so much. Yeah. Um, you know, I, yeah. I could have done the same, but I, I was I, I was doing my hair. You're doing it? Yeah, well, I mean, priorities, right? Yeah. Hair yeah. is important. I mean, with my hair... I don't need I don't need product to actually give myself a perfect wave, you know. Hmm. That's that's the Irvin gene coming out. So <laughs> it's just it's just naturally it's naturally resplendent. Bedwind, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wind swept and interesting. So yes. anyway, um, nice. your yes, move. So, so. Yes, so move. No, yes, all good. Um, yeah, and then uh, Folia and I ended up having a really good time afterwards because she. Uh, we both, uh, not related to the monthly podcast, which I'll get to uh, at the end of the show um, <laughs> for plugging, uh, but yeah, we actually ended up showing each other two comedy movies that neither the other person had seen before. Um, okay. Yeah, so I, uh, Folia showed me uh, The Three Amigos for the first time. Oh, you haven't seen Three Amigos? No, I hadn't ever seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why, I just never... Yeah, I guess it just never crossed my path, and I didn't even realize it was on Stan, and so we put it on, and because um, Folia loves it, um, <laughs> and yeah, for those who don't know, Folia is a massive uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short fan, um, so just yeah. those two in particular. Yes, mostly those. I mean, yes, Chevy Chase is also awesome, but ah, um, he has his moments. He has his moments. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So she showed me that, and I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Um, and the concept of it about how, you know, the, the three amigos, they're, you know, they're actors, but so, you know, the, the heroine of the movie is like, oh, I could get them to help save my little town from these bandits, mm. um, because they're actual heroes. She doesn't understand that she was watching a movie. Right. Um, and so she gets them to, you know, come out and do that and, you know, chaos ensues and it's very funny. Um, and, uh, so then by that, um, I ended up recommending, and Fulia and I watched um, Galaxy Quest. Oh, she hasn't seen Galaxy Quest. She hadn't seen Galaxy Quest. I know, I know, it was great. Um, yeah, I said, I said to her, I'm like, this reminds me of this movie. Uh, have you seen Galaxy Quest? And she was <laughs> like, no. And I'm like, okay, we're watching it. I'm not letting you leave my place until you watch this because it is one of my favorite movies ever. Wow. Um, yeah. If I was there, I would say, hey, uh, let's watch A Bug's Life. <laughs> Why would you say that? Because because of because of the circus bugs that get involved in the thing. Yeah, with with the war and everything. Mm. And yes, you know, was it the Seven Samurai trope that uh, they they, yeah. they hire out um, uh, a group of performers to um, tackle a bandits? Or, I think it's a cow- cowboy movie as well that did the same thing. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely a trope that's been used in a few things. Yeah, um, yeah, but um, but yeah, I was so it was cool to make that connection and then yeah, show fully Galaxy Quest because yeah, like I said, it's one of my favorite movies ever and she and she really liked it <laughs> and I knew she, I knew she would because like, dude, Tim Allen's in it and you love Tim Allen, you're gonna love this and <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Alan Rickman of course, so um, yeah, yeah phenomenal uh, stuff and Sam Rockwell. 
And Sam Rockwell, one of his early performances. And Sigourney and Weaver. And Sigourney Weaver, yes. And uh, Tony Shalhoub and... Uh, the guy who plays Monk. The guy who plays Monk, yes. And a bunch of other people. Freaking Rain Wilson is in it too. He plays one of the um, the aliens. The, I forget the bloody name of the alien species. But anyway. In any event, um, it was awesome. Yeah. And yeah. And then uh, the rest of my week um, after that, I... Uh, weekend's been pretty good because last night caught up with Christina and Hi Christina had- <laughs> Hi Christina um, We <laughs> uh, went out for dinner, caught up and then um, went and saw The Little Things at the cinema um, and this is a movie both of us, especially me have been looking forward to because um, this is the one the, cri- the crime thriller with uh, uh, Denzel Washington, Rami Malek and Jared Leto yeah. Um, and yeah, it's been getting mixed reviews, um, which is interesting because I I really really liked it. Both both Christine and myself enjoyed it quite thoroughly. Um, it was beautifully made, just unsettling the whole time. Like the the score of the film was just so well done as well. Really emphasised the creepy fact, like the creep factor of the whole thing. Jared Leto was a, just creepy. And they gave him, like, he has a really nice smile and they gave him fake teeth. And I'm, I'm like, okay, he looks creepy and he's acting creepy and, like, he, he's method. So he changed the way he walked and he had this pot belly and all this stuff. But I'm like, no, you're still attractive. I'm sorry. You're too pretty. <laughs> he's so pretty. Um, but he was very good. And, uh, and so was Rami and so was Denzel. And, it was, yeah, it was definitely uh, a good time at the cinema. Um, and the cinema was packed too. I was, like, the, you know, the second... Saturday out of lockdown and uh yeah there were a lot of people um at the cinema so that was really nice to see Mm. um uh but yeah if I'm gonna rate the movie I'd probably give it either a three and a half or a four and Wayne's not here to force me to make a choice so I cannot make a choice and I'm just gonna grind his gears if he's listening to this because I know he will hate that well Um, okay so I'm the amalgamation of uh Fulia and Wayne so you have to I I won't I won't continue (laughs) until you make a decision Ah, uh, uh, yep. Dug my own grave there, didn't I? Similar yeah. to the characters in the movie. Um, not really. Um, three and a half. I'm going to go three and a half. There yeah. we go. Three and a half. Thank you, Michael, for making me decide. That's all right. Um. <laughs> and, and special thanks to Wayne because uh, he's here in spirit. And he, yes. Yeah, I'm channeling Wayne at the moment. Good. Good. That's good. Um, yeah, so that was great. And then today I, uh, to just to wrap up my week, I caught up with some, uh, friends of mine that, uh, used to live in Bendigo. They all now live in Melbourne and, um, we used to have, uh, gatherings on the regular back in the day, but, uh, yeah, we haven't seen each other in a while. And then 2020 happened and we all sat down to brunch and it was really nice to see them and catch up and, uh, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's been a, a stressful week, but there's been a lot of really nice moments throughout, so... Yeah, yeah I'm, it's good. And it's also nice to have some time off work <laughs> yeah. as well. I should mention that I'm doing all of this not being at work at the same time because that, yeah. that would have murdered me. So, yeah. So, yeah, I know I've had a really good week. So, yeah. Really good. Really Thank good. you. Thank you. Nice. Yes, nice. And I like that your week has been very productive too. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's the only productive thing I've been doing. Like, besides working, coming home. Yes. Yes. Oh, um, 
I don't know why I should mention this, but um, uh, Zelda's in another day of daycare, so Woo. yeah, so so um, my wife is getting a a, a, a me day. Oh, nice on on Monday. So, um, yeah, so something good. That's good. Yeah, and also her, it would help out Zelda as well because yeah. she's um, she's a very uh, sociable little girl now. Which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. She, she used to be like a, a little bit shy, a little bit cautious about people, but now she's getting into things now, so it's really great. That's awesome. Yeah. Good yeah. for her. I'm not going to be an introvert, just like just like her dad. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to go outside. <laughs> I prefer this, where I'm talking to people through 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 a screen through a screen. Mm, the internet, yes. Yeah. Yes. I thrived on 2020. It's like yes, <laughs> at last I, I don't need an excuse anymore. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of with you. Like as much as I missed seeing everybody in person, um, the introverted part of me really was, yeah, definitely thriving last year. <laughs> it was it was kind of nice to not, yeah, not have to stress about you know double booking plans and. Uh, yeah. All that jazz. But no, it's okay. It's okay. Don't have to hug people. Don't have to shake hands. Oh, I love hugging people. Uh, the, the awkwardness is like, if we shake hands, do we kiss on the cheek? And it's like, nah, just get away from me. <laughs> no. <laughs> one, or, one, or, one or the other, mate. That's all it is. <laughs> it's either That's this all you get. or fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to know you. <laughs> well, that was great. Yeah. Yes. So good times had by mike and myself so that is the cue to uh segue right the way into the nerdy news this is the news and nerdy news the nerds that talk about the nerdy news that is us who talk about the news that is nerdy and now the queen of nerdydom the hostess with most s kendall richardson take it away kendall it is nerdy news time. Yes, it is. And we have a lot to discuss, so I am just going to dive right in with our first story, uh, which is straight out of uh, the MCU. Uh, we have a new release date for the upcoming Loki series on Disney+. Plus. Uh, initially, when the first trailer dropped, it was stated uh, we'd be seeing Loki in May, but now... Disney have uh, recently updated their release schedule and announced that Loki will be coming out on the 11th of June. So another extra month to wait, unfortunately, Uh, but I have no doubt it will be well worth it. Um, Spider-Man news. My goodness, did the cast of the third Spider-Man film have the internet in a flutter this week? Um, because they were teasing us with these fake names, uh, for the upcoming Spider-Man 3 film and, uh, had us all wondering if it was going to be one of those three. I didn't think any of them were going to be the real title. Um, they all seemed a bit too fake, especially Home Slice, but that's just, (laughs) that's just, that's just my opinion. Um, but it was highly amusing. Uh, and, uh, and then, yeah, the next day after that, we, uh, got this brief little video, uh, announcing the official title of Spider-Man 3, which is called Spider-Man No Way Home. And if that just doesn't sing despair, I don't know what does. No Um, way. (laughs) No way. (laughs) Home. Uh, uh, yes. 
yes, so that's the official title, Spider-Man 3. If you haven't seen the reveal video, it's it's pretty cute, a little funny. Um, Tom Holland, Jacob Batalon, and Zendaya are all basically just hanging out and talking about how they've gone to see John Watts, the director, and uh, he's, you know, not revealing the name and... The, and then Jacob and Zendaya start giving Tom shit because he's good at spoiling things because he actually did spoil the title Far From Home um, back in 2018 or 2019, um, which was hilarious. So, but yes, really cool to see that movie finally has a name and start theorizing now, everyone. Go. Uh, crossing the pond to DC, we have some Superman news. There is a new Superman film in the works um, from J.J. Abrams, who is just keeping himself so, so busy at the moment. Um, He's going to be either directing or definitely producing under Bad Robot uh, a a Superman film. Um, Looks to be it won't be Henry Cavill returning um, to the Red Cape, uh, which is a shame, but, um, they haven't said really either way, but it's, that seems to be the way things are leaning. Uh, no story, no script or anything, uh, yet, but, um, because J.J. Abrams is also working on a few other DC projects, I would not be surprised if there's some kind of interlocking, connecting, uh, going on. Um, so I guess we'll see when more news comes out. Uh, instead, Star Wars news. We have an official release date for the upcoming animated series Star Wars The Bad Batch. This is the show that was um, like officially announced last year, but then kind of re-announced um, during the Disney Investor Day. Uh, it was spun out of the Star Wars Clone Wars Season 7, um, which is really awesome. And it's going to be releasing on probably the best day you could release anything Star Wars which is the 4th of May, uh, which I is... I don't get it. Yeah, yes. <laughs> of course you don't. Um, he, yes, says, May... he says with a Star Wars t-shirt on. I know, literally wearing a Star Wars shirt. It's, it's funny. Um, yes, May the 4th, um, we will see the first episode of Star Wars The Bad Batch drop. Um, so that's really exciting for Star Wars fans. Speaking of release dates, we have an international release date now for uh, No Time to Die. Uh, the upcoming and long-delayed James Bond film um, is is still coming out in the US uh, on, uh, I think it's like the 10th of October, 9th of October, around that. Um, but we have a date here for uh, us in Australia. It's going to be releasing on the 30th of September this year. So uh, we can lock that in, mark it on your calendars and cross fingers that it doesn't get moved again. But we shall see. But it's nice to have an official date to look forward to for any diehard Bond fans listening to the show. Um, Speaking of movies and releasing and delays and all that jazz, um, I'm going to preface this whole thing by saying that during the week... Uh, the company Viacom CBS um, had their own investor day where they unveiled uh, a bunch of cool stuff that's going to be coming out pretty much exclusively on their revamped um, streaming service, formerly known as CBS All Access, will going forward from this uh, this week be known as Paramount+. Plus. Um, and they, if you want to see the full list of everything that's going to be on Paramount+, Plus, uh, check it out. 
online. I have a browse. There's some really cool stuff happening. A lot of existing content, a lot of new content, a lot of the new stuff, the the highlights I'll be discussing through the rest of the news. Um, No word as to whether Paramount Plus is going to be something available to us here in Australia uh, because CBS All Access was not. So I'm not sure how the distribution will be working internationally, but hopefully they have a fix. And hopefully Michael's raising his hand because he has an answer to my question. Yes, uh, because Channel 10 in our country has been uh, uh, taken up by CBS uh, and we have uh, Channel 10 or Access. So that's basically... So that will be ah. basically it. And that's a subscription as well. So mm, mm-hmm. possibly it will go through there. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, Okay, cool. Um, yeah, maybe the majority of it will go through there, but then some of it might be sprinkled on either Netflix or Stan because I know like one of CBS All Access's big big things they have was Star Trek Discovery. Yeah. Um, and along with Picard. And here in Australia, uh, Star Trek Discovery is, is streamed on Netflix. So... And Picard's um, on Bing, so... Yeah, on yeah. Binge. On Binge. Be- yes. Bilge, yeah. On the Bilge, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so hopefully, I don't know, I mean... It'll be split it, up, basically. Yeah, so. it'll be div- divvied between our, our various existing services, yes. Good good point, Mike. Thank you for bringing that up. That's what I'm here for. That's what you're here for. For uh, divergence. Yes, yes. Um, okay, so uh, starting with... Uh, a few of the, the things related to films in the works on Paramount+. Plus. Um, this really cool item uh, is about how uh, there's going to be a, f- uh, a few movies that are going to come out in cinemas that are uh, owned by Paramount 45 days after their initial theatrical release. They will be available for streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Um, and I don't know how long they're going to stay on Paramount+, Plus, whether it's a permanent thing. Um, I did read something that... I'll, a lot of the Paramount Plus stuff, like in the US, um, will stay on that service because they own it and then they're not licensing any rights um, from anywhere else. So I imagine maybe it, they will stay. But um, a few of the big films uh, that are going to be following this model are uh, Mission Impossible 7, Top Gun Maverick, and A Quiet Place Part 2. Um, so if you don't want to go watch them uh, in the States, in the cinemas, uh, just give it uh, a month and a half and you'll be able to watch it from the comfort of your home and still support uh, theatrical releases, in a sense. Um, there's also a new Beavis and Butthead film in the works. <laughs> um, this has me very excited. I'm a, definitely a fan of Beavis and Butthead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> Uh, no, I just like the great Cornholio. That's <laughs> that's my favorite thing out of the whole. And I don't like toilet humor, but <laughs> damn, it's funny. I'm not going to do it. Fuck <laughs> oh, okay, I thought you were going to. I don't I like am Cornholio. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I need TV for my bubble. <laughs> I fucking love it. Colonel uh, Beavis. So I, I hope I hope we get to see the return of the great Cornholio. Um, but we. Oh, baby. I'm like really tall. <laughs> um, yes, but we will be seeing the return of Beavis and Butthead. Uh, Mike Judge is uh, on board, of course, the original creator of Beavis and Butthead, uh, to bring this film to Paramount Plus. So that's really exciting. Um, another thing in the works: there is a Paranormal Activity Seven. Uh, 
coming to Paramount Plus. And this one's going straight to the streaming. It's not going um, to the cinema at all. So it'll be debuting exclusively on Paramount Plus. This is a continuation, of course, of the Paranormal Activity series that already um, logically has six films behind it because that's why this one's number seven. Um, but basically all the people that have been involved with the franchise um, are getting back on the horse. Christopher Landon, Oren Pelly, and uh, Jason Blum from Blumhouse Productions are all are all working on this one. So I'm definitely excited to return to the creepy found footage universe that is paranormal activity. Um, speaking of creepy things, in TV news, uh, sad to see that Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone has been uh, cancelled after two seasons. Or maybe I kind of read a bit more into it and maybe it's not exactly a cancellation more as a decision to end the show. I don't know. Um, it was announced this week when during basically during the uh, Viacom Investor Day uh, when they listed everything um, for that's going to be available for streaming and everything. Twilight Zone is owned by Paramount, so... Uh, when it wasn't on the list, everyone came to co- the conclusion that it had been it had been axed, not renewed, and all of that. And they they did confirm that. And then uh, Jordan Peele um, and Simon Kinberg, uh, their production companies, issued a statement. Um, basically, <clears throat> I won't read the whole thing, but it basically just says that they really enjoyed working on the Twilight Zone um, and that they that. You know, they're basically after 20 episodes, they've told all the stories that they want to tell. Um, and they're very, very grateful um, to CBS All Access um, uh, to, you know, have been had the opportunity to tell these stories. And um, so I, I, it looks like they just have decided not to uh, continue on. Um, but sad to see it go. I still haven't had a chance to actually even watch it, but I, I, it was definitely on my radar because Jordan Peele and horror, we all know, is just next level good stuff so i'm hopefully check it out one day um yeah um in other tv news this is pretty cool uh we're basically getting an avatar verse uh people at nickelodeon are working on uh i guess a separate studio called avatar studios i think is the name of it um where they're going to be expanding the universe of um avatar the last airbender and the legend of korra uh starting with uh a theatrical release um, animated film. Um, they haven't said what it's going to be about or who's going to be in it or anything yet, but um, it's the the next phase in their expansion of the Avatarverse, and there's going to be more TV shows uh, in the works at Nickelodeon um, based around the world, and maybe those characters, maybe there'll be uh, sequels. Who knows? Because the really cool thing is that some of the original... Uh, uh, creators of Avatar are getting involved with this stuff, even though they're not. They've removed themselves from the uh, the live action Netflix adaptation that's coming out soon uh, due to creative differences. But they're uh, back on the animated train, um, starting with this animated film. So that's awesome. Uh, and speaking of Nickelodeon, um, there's a Rugrats reboot coming. Um, <coughs> I know Mike's going to have a lot of feelings about this one when I ask him later Hi. on. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, do you want me to get you a bucket? I'm, a- should I'm-, I'm okay. Sh- 
Should I message Sammy to say, bring Mike a bucket? <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. Uh, uh. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Rugrats. Yeah. Rug- triggered. Rugrats reboot. Yes. Um, the beloved animated show from the 90s. Yes. Reboot in the works. Um, most of the OG cast are returning um, because uh, sadly a few of the iconic voices we knew from the original series run have sadly passed away since. Um, but uh, basically um, we are going to be hearing once again uh, the voices of uh, E.G. Daly as Tommy Pickles, um, Nancy Cartwright, who took over from Christine Cavanaugh um, as Chucky Finster. She will be voicing him once again. Uh, Phil and Lil DeVille, both voiced by Kath Shusi. Um, she's coming back. And, of course, Angelica Pickles, uh, voiced once again by Cheryl Chase. Um, there was a brief... Uh, like little kind of scene released uh, in in the the World Wide Web during the week to kind of back up this announcement. The animation is no longer 2D. uh, It is 3D CGI animation, uh, but still kind of keeping the general aesthetic of the original Rugrats. Um, Even the, the music is updated, but they still have a couple of familiar musical cues in there that just put me back in like you know primary school watching this show i i loved rugrats so much it was so good um and really cool to see reptar in the in the clip as well um yeah so i'm i don't hate this i'm not offended by this i can understand why mike is offended by this and why people <laughs> are offended a lot of people are not liking the animation style and you know all that but hey i don't I know, it's not as bad as the first attempt at uh, Sonic. So um, that's my comparison to that. Um, but yeah, it's going to be airing on Paramount+. Plus. It was one of the things announced uh, as part of the Investor Day. So uh, that is awesome. Um, and the last two items I have to discuss are both upcoming series, also going straight to Paramount+. Plus. Um, the Halo series, which has long been in the works... Um, was supposed to be airing in the States on Showtime, um, will now be airing on Paramount+, Plus, uh, coming out in 2022. Still don't really know much about it at all, but uh, apart from I think they've said it's going to be following Master Chief, of course, um, and his adventures. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be a really cool series to watch. Hopefully it's as good as most of the games are. Uh, and lastly in the news, uh, Fraser is coming back. Uh, there is a Frasier revival in the works at Paramount+. Plus. Kelsey Grammer is coming back, confirmed. Uh, so that's exciting. Don't know how many uh, uh, episodes, I think, yet, or if it's going to be a few seasons or just the one, or if it's a whatever it is. The fact that it's happening is really exciting. Um, so, yeah, so that's fantastic. And that um, is all the nerdy news for this week. Quiet a big bunch um michael yes your thoughts please yeah, that's right go. and i'll let and I'll let you have a have a sip of your oh yes i need my voice yeah. is just have some, have some liquid because that was yeah. that was a fair chunk of news that you had it to, was hey had to spread yeah. on that toast i did wow tasty toast okay i'll go back to the top loki new release Woo. date okay it's probably a reason, but we don't know yet. 
Yeah, they didn't say why. They just said, yep, this is when it's coming out. I'm like, yeah. okay. Maybe maybe something needs to be released before that, maybe, to make it make it sense on the uh, order of release, but we don't know yet. No. Not sure. Um, possibly, I don't know, maybe because of the movies. Uh, the time. <laughs> maybe it's something to do with... Um, uh, uh, oh, crap. <laughs> well, Romanoff, bloody yeah, Black Widow, Black Widow. That was what I was gonna, I was, gonna, I, was, I was gonna say Black Spider. Ah, oh, close, <laughs> very close. Um, well, I mean, I, I, while you mentioned that, I've because like literally the only big thing that's now out of order is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness because mm. that that was supposed to come out this May, um, which would have placed it originally between One Division and Loki. Yeah. Um, but now we're getting WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, um, Black Widow, Loki, Shang-Chi, Eternals, Spider-Man, and then Doctor Strange. So, yeah. I don't know how it's all going to fall into place by the time. In. Yeah. But, but yeah, it could have something to do with maybe additional filming of scenes or something. Or I don't know. I guess we'll, we'll find out. Yeah. Either retrospectively putting it in, or it's meant to be in this order for, yeah. for a reason. But yeah, we we won't know until it gets released. Mm. Uh, Spider Man Three, uh, no No Way Home. Well, I was I was hoping for for um, Homeworld because you know multi uh, multi universes in there. Yeah, but as you said, uh, more bleak. No Way Home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no place like home. There's no place like home. <sighs> yep. So, Spider-Man's going to die. Um, no, don't say that. <laughs> I'm putting it out in the ether. No. Um, or he's getting replaced by Miles Morales. I don't know. Um, new Superman. Yeah, okay. I mean, hmm. I, I could have been the sa- same thing with the new uh, Batman, but... It looks like the way uh, the Batman's being sh- sh- shaped up with uh, Rob Patterson, uh, Robin Battenbat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it not being uh, conne- connected to any other uh, movie, it's just going to be its own thing. I, I reckon this Sp- Superman's probably going to be its own thing, and I think, I think, yeah, because um, originally they uh, they didn't want a a DC universe sort of thing. It's just pe- people, like fans, want, sort of wished it into existence, and then, and then they, and then it just broke, and then, and then, yeah. So I reckon they'll just get, do like uh, individual movies, and uh, and I wouldn't mind that. I mean, sure, Superman's been done to death, uh, mm. death of Superman. I mean, can't really go go far with that so if they've, <laughs> they've got an idea it, I hope they've got an idea for Superman hopefully not an origin story because we've already, yeah. already done that twice um, I can't think of any stories to do with Superman maybe Brainiac we haven't done, we haven't done Brainiac yet yeah yeah that's true I mean I think he was done in Smallville but 
Um, and then, you know, obviously animated, but yeah, yeah I don't think they, he's been done on the big screen proper. Yeah. And I think originally they were going to do Brainiac for uh, Superman 3, like the um, mm. the Reeves, Reeves, uh, second Reeves. I think there's a, a Reeves before yeah. that. Yeah, for, yeah, George Reeves and then Christopher Reeve. Yeah, Chris, Reeve. Singular Reeve. It's singular Reeve. No, no plural. Oh, I thought it was Reeves. Oh, well. No, no, no. Mandela, is that you? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bad Batch uh, coming out uh, uh, Star Wars Day. Yeah, this always looked interesting. Um, ever since watching the, was it season seven? The, mm-hmm. the new season seven of Clone Wars. And they got introduced there. They shoehorned or maybe backdoor pilot. Uh, into yeah, that. I mean, it was. I mean, it would be it would be awesome because uh, the guy who actually voices the Clone Wards, uh, D. Bradley Baker, mm. uh, does all the clone <laughs> does all the clone voices. So you're gonna have an ensemble of just one guy doing <laughs> doing everything. Yeah, like, do you reckon they're they're paying him per character or like how are they? No, no, no. Um, I think uh, ages ago they used to do. Uh, like uh, voiceover, voice uh, voice actors. Uh, if they're not like the main main people, uh, they usually do uh, three voices, and sometimes you get one spare. So it's like, oh, we just need need you to do this particular thing at the en- at the end of their session. It's like, yeah, right. sure, I can do that. And then then they sort of contractedly uh, do three or how ma- how many they um, get. Um, the 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 they get contractedly um like sought out Con- like, cra- contractually obligated to do yeah, yeah, a that, certain so, amount of yeah, yeah yeah cool so they organize that as like okay I'm doing this this and this uh, and then do like bits and pieces at at the end because I think like um because uh, <laughs> funny enough I'm actually watching uh, re rewatching Futurama and. Uh, 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 Billy West, uh, who does, who does three of the main characters in that, but he also does uh, side characters as well. He does Fry, he does Zoyberg, and he does the Professor as well. So ah, yeah. So so um, they know their craft. The these um, the the mm. these people, and I do have the utmost utmost respect for for them. Uh, and, yeah, me too. Yeah, and that will probably. <laughs> come to play when I'm going to be talking about Rugrats. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that would be cool because um, we, we saw the trailer for that like ages ago and it looked fantastic. Mm. Uh, what's next? No time to die. No time for this movie. <laughs> Which I said ages ago. Yeah, uh, it's Finally still, it's still getting an international uh, release date because yeah, the rest of the world is sort of uh, getting on top of COVID, and yeah, America's slowly but surely getting on top of it, and I'm really looking forward to this. Um, I'm, I always I always stop what I'm doing to go and see a Bond, a new Bond. Nice. Yeah. Um, right, the uh, Paramount Plus dump. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, this came out of nowhere. Uh, I knew, like, CBS Access all areas and, and and all that and they they've uh, put everything 
everything that they've got for IP, they're going to go, okay, we're going to get everything that we have and go put it on this platform. And and all the and probably with all the other contracts that they have, like um, Star Trek Discovery with Netflix is probably going to be slowly drawing back and then putting it on their own thing. And it's going to be another another thing that we have to pay for. Or do <laughs> do like a month and then just have a month binge. And that's that's what I pretty much do. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mission Impossible 7. Uh, <laughs> another list of um, franchises that I need to keep up with. Um, Beavis and Butthead in the works. Cool. Um, I like the movie <laughs> back in the day. Um, mm. and really cool they get Mike Judge to do that. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Is it going to be an updated Beavers and Butthead or are they because teenagers have changed uh, since yeah <laughs> since the since the early nineties. So who knows if that's going to play well with today's audience going um. How come they haven't got a smartphone? Um, <laughs> Paranormal, Paranormal Activity 7. <sighs> Didn't I say last week <laughs> that that's, that um, found footage horror is sort of waning, but this will be the right time to do it because no one's no one wants it. No one's doing it, yeah. No you, doing did, it. you did say that recently. Wow. Uh, I can predict Look the future. That. You can. You're regular Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a shit clairvoyant. <laughs> um. Yeah. Jordan. Pe- uh. Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone. I've seen a couple of episodes. They're really good. Um, oh, cool. They're they're hour long episodes, so I can probably understand why they haven't really got much left in the tank for stories and that. Yeah. So so yeah, if you if you don't have any ideas, then call it quits. I reckon. Yeah, yeah, it's fair. Yeah, um, yeah, because you know, and um, you can't you can't really like go off cock, especially with something as huge, something as huge and well known as Twilight Zone. Like you you need to respect like the past, and you also need to do something new to it as well. So. And with the episodes that I've seen, they they are really good. And uh, it's not necessarily horror; it's more such psychological horror. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's, messes with your brain a bit. Yeah, it's more thinky. It's uh, as I said, um, like um, Black Mirror would be a, a perfect example for a modern take of uh, Twilight, Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone, yeah, for sure. It's more of a commentary of the hu- human existence, human nature, mm-hmm. and all, all that, and that's yeah. But but with sci-fi, and I like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I always like I always like me sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Uh, Avatar. I've I've been meaning to like start watching Avatar because you know it's it's one Same. of those transcenders. And if they're going to do more stuff, then okay, I'm going to have to start getting into it and like. Yeah, and I had to laugh when when you said uh, the guys uh, sort of stepped back from Netflix for creative differences, and they said, "Okay, we're getting our bat and ball, and we're going home to do our own stuff." Yeah, literally. Yeah, so not really much confidence in the in the Netflix one then. <laughs> uh, no. And uh, no. 
And no. We've seen de- we 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 know the we know the meme. <laughs> it's like the the anime, the manga, the live action, and the Netflix. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Rugrats. Here we go. Yeah. It doesn't work. I'm sorry. <laughs> That particular animation does not work in 3D. It does not. It's essentially it's it's a unique style that um, Nickelodeon did during the uh, the early uh, early uh, I was going to say early noughties, but it wasn't. It was the uh, the the early nineties. Nineties. Yeah. Mm. And that sort of uh, paved its way to the wild thornberries and all, all that. Can, oh, can you imagine Nigel as a three D thing? No, that's no. I, it's I don't want horrible. it. Horrible. <laughs> and and uh, and I put on the um the 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 chat that we have when we're talk, talking about what what we want to talk about in the nerdy news. And it says I'm getting a lot of PS one vibes. Yeah. Uh, and I put up a picture. Picture. And it's like, do you see what I mean? No. Yeah. No. Yeah, no. That's Ple- fair. Please. Uh, and you said Sonic. The the thing with Sonic, they they try to do not not the cartoon, and they had the backtrack and did it more like the cartoon, which is actually better. And this is quite the opposite. If you're going to do a Rugrats, right? Do something different with it. It's it's it, the style in it. It's too jarring and it's 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 awful. It's okay. It's it's baby vomit. <laughs> wow. No, <laughs> I am not going to be watching this. I am not going to let Zelda watch this. She's going to watch original, original Rugrats. Probably not grown up. <laughs> no, don't, don't worry. Probably about not that up. one. Yeah. But you know. Yeah. Um. What else was I going to say? Something profound. Yeah, the, uh, the voiceover <laughs> artists. Uh, yes, we've had a cu- couple of um, a couple of ones that have uh, sadly passed away, and they they were replaced. Uh, and when they said the uh, the original voice cast is like, well, there's, there's been a couple of them that are, haven't been because um, Stu Pickles is actually a very iconic voice, and it would be very hard to replicate that. Because it was just only one guy that did his own voice, uh, a bit like uh, Brainy Smurf as well. Yeah, like it was really hard to replace Brainy Smurf because it was just one guy, and he is a very iconic Brainy Smurf voice. And, yeah, and this is this is their bread and butter. If you've got one particular voice that cannot be replicated, you're set for life, basically. Like, like, there's a guy that does uh, Porky P- Pig's voice, and he he's the only one that can do the stutter correctly. Yeah. <laughs> and he says it's like it's like if you can do that, I'll be out of a job. But <laughs> but as long as I'm the only one that can do that, I've got tenure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So that's fair. Yeah, so I'm not looking forward to the uh, Rugrats reboot. Fair enough. Yes. Fair enough. Halo series. This is probably going to be their, uh, what would you call it, tent pole, tent. Yeah, yeah, tent pole. Yeah, it, it will be their tent pole for for people to actually get up, get into this because um, 
you can you can see a lot of um, uh, Mandalorian sort of things as well with this. Mm. Considering your your main protagonist doesn't take off his helmet, it's going to be a person who's constantly wearing a helmet, and sure, there's going to be a lot of people uh, comparing that to that. But you know, in a way, uh, Halo did it first. So uh, with their games and that, um, mm. and Fraser's coming back. Yeah, short short uh, revival. Where is he now? Is he still mm. doing? Is he still doing um, the the radio show? Is he still tossing his salad and scrambled eggs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't mind Fraser. When when it's yeah. on, I usually just you know watch it. It's a bit like um, uh, Seinfeld for me. It's like if it's on te- television, I just go, oh, I'll just sit down and watch this episode. Yeah, it's a funny one. Yeah, nice. so that's basically, yeah, my my two cents. Here's my two cents. Sweet. Yes. Lots. So much. Yeah. There's cool a stuff l- coming. That's a lot of news dump. A lot of news dumped on your faces. So, yeah. What? In, <laughs> or should I say, in your ears? <laughs> Maybe that would sound better. A dump in your ear, yeah. Okay. Well, news dump. A news <laughs> dump. <laughs> Let me be specific. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yes. All right. So the news is done, which brings us to our next segment which is of course the time where we roll on up to the trailer park rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers yeah all right it's trailer park time yes yes and we're going to start off this week's trailer park by uh, talking about the first teaser for a very highly anticipated netflix film which is Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead. <laughs> wow, that was good. <laughs> it was good. That was good. Are you the only person who can do that voice, Mike? No. Nope. <laughs> That's one of those uh, voices that you hear a lot of. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, um, it's Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget. Yeah. It's... Uh, it's, um, uh, it's it's one of those it's ma- the- main ones. You know, it made me think of the Cave of Wonders. Yes, same, uh, yeah. same guy. Who disturbs my slumber? Oh, same, wow. <laughs> same guy who does that is a, is the same guy who does Dr. Claw. Ah, yes. there you go. Small world. And funny enough, he does a, a booze voice as well. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's great. No. <laughs> no. I can't do a boo. Uh, I won't try. <laughs> uh, Okay, so, anyway. As long as you don't try and do a poo. Oh, God. <laughs> well, definitely not not on air. Um, <laughs> all right. Army you of the Dead. You get paid extra for that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not contractually obligated to take a shit, so. <laughs> anyway. File that under things I didn't think I'd say when I woke up this morning. Um, so, Army of the Dead. Um, I'm Look, for those who have listened to this show over the years, knows know, you kind of know I'm on the fence with Zack Snyder. <laughs> slightly, you know, on the bad side of the fence because I didn't really like what he did to the DC universe. Although I am, as you, you would have heard last week, very keen to watch the Snyder cut. Um, however... Um, 
Dawn of the Dead is probably my favorite Zack Snyder movie. Um, because that is, it's actually probably, apart from Shaun of the Dead, it's probably my favorite zombie movie. Um, I've seen it multiple times. I think it's awesome. Um, soundtrack's fantastic. The cast is really good. Um, and you know, it was, it's definitely a, a film you see on like, you know, uh, top 10 lists of like, you know, really good remakes and all that stuff. Like it was a really well done remake of the Romero classic. Um, and yeah. And so I, when they, when they announced that Zack Snyder was returning to the dead universe, I suppose, I don't know if they're connected. I'm assuming (laughs) they're connected. Um, everything, everything's connected these days. Um, but yeah, when they announced that he was at least returning to the world of zombies at large, I was very excited. Uh, and yeah, this little teaser is, um, very much a teaser, um, giving us a bit of a taste of what we can expect, the visuals we can expect, you know, that we've, we've now come to see and recognize in Zack Snyder films. Like there's a lot of big slow panning shots and quick panning shots, but lots of like big scenic stuff going on. And he, you know, we all know Zack Snyder is very good with the camera. Um, but it's really cool to see kind of that this is going to be a, you know, as a zombie film by him after all of his other big, you know, movies where his, his style has changed and adapted and morphed into what we know now. Um, so yeah. Um, and I kind of got some glimpses in this teaser of, of flashes to the, like to Dawn of the Dead, just certain things like, you know, seeing the zombies, you know, dressed up as certain people or like it just reminded me of the zombies in Dawn of the Dead. Like my favorite scene in Dawn of the Dead is this is when they're on the rooftop and they shoot all the dead celebrities. Um, <laughs> don't know why. It's just my I think it's hilarious that they're trying to trying to shoot. They shoot Burt Reynolds and Jay Leno and I can't remember who else. But it's very funny. But that kind of... So there's little bits of that I saw in this. And yeah, the only face actor-wise I really recognized was Dave Bautista, which is awesome. Cool to see see him in other things outside of the, the MCU. Um, so yeah. Um, but no, I'm definitely going to check this out when it drops on Netflix. And yeah, um, would be interested to see a, a, a another trailer for it. Definitely leading up to the release. Mike, what did you think? Uh, I didn't mind it. Ba- mm-hmm. um, basically, I am a huge George Romero fan. Nice. Uh, always have been. Um, so, watch watching the remake, um, yeah, it's not my <laughs> it's not my zombies, but, <laughs> but I sort of understand the sort of uh, take they're sort of going for. The sort of mm-hmm. like the new age... Um, sort of zombie take uh, and it was with that uh, remake and also uh, Shaun of the Dead uh, came out roughly almost the same time so yeah. So it sort of had this huge boom of zombies I mean then we got um, George Romero coming back doing a couple of movies before he, par- mm. before he passed mm-hmm. uh, Zombieland of course uh, uh, the um World War Z as well. I mean, yeah. the book came out before the movie, and the movie was weird. And uh, <laughs> so, so I, 
I'm not going to put this up in high regard. I think it's just going to be a lot of fun just to watch. Uh, yeah. It look it looks it looks fantastic. Um, and there's <laughs> and sort of quips or the jokes in it. I'm going to quite like as well. And it, it's it's summed up in in the sentence. It's a heist movie with zombies, and mm-hmm. I, I I'm there for it. <laughs> <laughs> if Shaun of the Dead can be a romantic comedy with zombies, uh, this can be a um, this can be uh, a casino heist movie with zombies. And yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm all I'm all for it. And Dave Dave Pasi, excuse me, my lips are dry. Uh, Dave Pasi, I can't say his name. But Dave Batista. Dave Batista. I need <laughs> I need more I need more liquid myself. Um. Yeah, it it's gonna be a real cool, cool thing to watch. I I think if uh, we we've seen him do comedy, I think I think he's gonna make this serious. <laughs> he's gonna be the ser- serious character yeah. in it, and that in itself is funny because <laughs> this is a zombie film, and this looks mm. like it's gonna be an ensemble film as as well. Which yeah, yeah. I'm I'm up for that as well because sure you. Watch this for the zombies, but it's also watch these for the characters that are interacting as well. And yeah, people said um, people have said that uh, this was ten years in the making. Uh, Zack Snyder sort of had this idea ten years ago, and mm. I don't know, sort of shows. But I'm all for that <laughs> as well because uh, some are, sometimes a dumb idea can be a great idea at the same time. And mm, yeah, yeah, when when are we going to be watching this, Kendall, on Netflix? Yes, on Netflix, uh, Army of the Dead will be unleashed upon us on the twenty first of May. <laughs> so good. And a zombie. <laughs> You're a zombie. The zombies are coming. <laughs> Plants versus zombies. Plants vs. Zombies, yes. Alright, completely switching gears now. Um, We're going to be talking about the first teaser uh, trailer for uh, Pixar's latest animation, and that is uh, Luca. Um, So, yes, so this is... uh, Yeah, this, this trailer was so interesting, because at first I was like... Okay, well, you know, I guess, you know, this is a teaser, so we're, we're not going to get too much of the story. Like, we're basically introduced to these, uh, you know, kids who, I think it's based in Italy, if I'm not mistaken. It is. Um, yeah. And they're, you know, they're kind of misfits, they're outcasts, and they don't really fit in. And so they're, they're just having fun adventures uh, in the sunshine, and the animation's really pretty, of course, and uh, yeah, and it's... So and it just looks like it's going to be you know these kids are getting up to mischief right and then the best twist happens <laughs> the two kids two of the kids jump into the ocean and immediately transform into freaking mermaids and I was like okay Pixar you have my attention um, they're sea monsters. There are sea monsters. Yeah, I yeah, I was blown away by that. I thought that was so clever and how how good to do a teaser. Like I don't know if they'd announced before this that it, it was going to be about like, you know, 
mermaids or, or sea creatures of, of, you know, whatever they're going to be called. I, I don't know. Maybe I missed it. But yeah, I it was such I was so glad that if that ha- that already was out in existence, I'm so glad I didn't know going in because I was really just very pleased and uh, and so happily surprised with this reveal because um, that changes the entire film for me uh, and makes me more interested in in finding out uh, what Luca is all about um, and yeah they, it's some of Disney's like Pixar's brightest most colorful kind of color palette I've seen in a while um, yeah it's it looks it looks really really nice and really sweet and charming as does you know all of their stuff that's a no-brainer but um but yeah uh michael yes what did what did you think about this teaser for luca it was really really sweet Mm. and it's it's um an animation that we haven't really seen from pixar i mean uh coming from soul uh, as uh from their previous previous uh movie that they released it's it's very uh, it's it's very stylistic. So I'm I'm only assuming that um, it's probably based on a book. Maybe I don't know, or maybe it's maybe. its own maybe it's its own thing. But uh, but yeah, um, there's a movie that people yeah there's a movie that uh, people have been been calling this. It's a uh, Call, call me by your name by Pixar. <laughs> There's definitely definitely some uh, some undertones of um, sort maybe a maybe a gay parable. Uh, right. Not not being yourself in front of people uh, it, with a society that sort of shuns uh, a particular type of people. I don't know. Uh, I'm probably not right. the I'm probably not the be- best person to sort of. Um, make that connection but um but i think it's fine i think it's pretty cool cool that if they're going to tackle that sort sort of thing it's like uh well we're, we're born this way so uh either you like us or or not and we're we're here we're 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 sea monsters <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah so yeah, and call me by my name. Are, are, are two boys from from Italy? So that's, yeah. that's sort of where the question, uh, the sort of uh, connection is. Not question, connection. Yes. Um, and then you know another connection. the The name of the director of Call Me by Your Name is Luca. Oh, okay. So <laughs> it's all kind of falling into place here, in an interesting way. I didn't expect. It's it's. it's... <laughs> Did I just stumble across something? I think you did. Wow. I, yep. I, I think I'll definitely be watching this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too, <laughs> I think. It yeah. looks nice. Yeah. Um, it's not really much you can say about it. Yeah, yeah I was actually yeah. quite surprised. I thought, I thought it was going to be like, I don't know, just a sweet little sort of um, thing um, where... Pixar sort of doing the their um, uh, where are we today? Because uh, we did like Coco. It was a uh, it was in Mexico and and uh, Lo- um, Lucas in uh, probably Naples, maybe or, or so- somewhere in Italy. I'm sorry, I don't know my geography that well, 
but but it's a coastal coastal um little little um city no town coastal town uh yeah and it, and uh, these two brothers uh um are trying to hide their identity and you know uh, i said my piece nice so where so no, when good. are we going to be seeing this Kendall? Well, uh, we will be watching Luca in cinemas here in Australia on the 17th of June. And possibly a uh, a Disney Plus date as well. Maybe soon. Don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll be on Dis- it'll probably be on Disney Plus a couple of months after uh, after that. Yeah. So, yeah. Really cool. Probably at All the right. end of the year, maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe towards the end of the year. That would make sense. Alrighty then. Our third and final trailer for this week's episode is for an upcoming TV series um, by the name of Kevin Can F Himself. Um, now, I the main reason, and this is totally me, but the main reason I I, I wanted to talk about this trailer is because yeah. it just it just seems yeah. like yeah what <laughs> yeah yeah what <laughs> kind of like WandaVision. <laughs> no no <laughs> and I don't know if like the writers or creators of this show you know, have seen WandaVision blow up the world and they're either really annoyed that that their idea is sort of done first or really happy because it means that the number one show in the world is something that's similar to their show that they're making, so maybe people will watch it. Yeah, it's probably going to be a mixture of both. I think so. I think so. It's probably uh, a happy coincidence and also yeah. there's going to be a lot of people saying, oh, you just stole this, you stole this from WandaVision. <laughs> and people are gonna hate um, watch it maybe i don't know who knows i i'm 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 hopefully gonna like watch this because i'm definitely intrigued uh i mean yeah it, the concept is is kind of interesting in the trailer because um they don't explicitly say war like if it's because it's kind of it's similar to wandavision in the fact that like there's elements of this that are uh, shot and shown to us, the audience, like a sitcom. Yeah. Um, and then there are elements outside of that, which is all very, you know, kind of dark and gritty real life stuff. Um, and so my my takeaway from that is that I, I think that um, the main character, Alison, uh, played by Annie Murphy from Schitt's Creek, um, so a complete swap in characters uh, from her previous role to now, which is really cool. Um, I feel like she's, uh, I don't know, imagining that, you know, th- that this is what her life is like or she tried to make her life like a sitcom. I don't think it's actually a sitcom kind of thing, like like a, a reality like, like Wanda created, nothing like that, but it's just, you know... She, because she's, you know, monologuing, narrating this trailer a little bit and, you know, talking about how, you know, she was trying to be the perfect wife for the, you know, her perfect husband and all this stuff. And um, so, yeah, it just kind of seems like that's just how she was trying to, trying to see herself and then one day realize that that's not how things are. 
and she's tired of trying to make things work and uh, she's starting to fray around the edges and come apart and break down and um, get a bit dark and yeah, I, I, but I, I'm really fascinated by this concept and by this series. It looks really good. Um, I'm, I, yeah, I hope it's gonna be streaming on something I can easily access here in Australia. That would be nice. I don't know if that'll be the case though, but that's all right. I'm sure there are ways to discover things. You can find it. I'm sure I can find it. Um, yeah, yeah. No, it looks it looks good. It looks it's it's again it's a it's I mean I don't want to say original, but I, I want to <laughs> say original <laughs> because I mean it kind it kind of is something we haven't really seen before. And I was looking into it, um, like reading up on it before the podcast, and apparently it's kind of inspired by the events of um, something something controversial that happened on the series Kevin Can Wait that starred Kevin James. Um, that ran for a few seasons. It's since been cancelled. But um, basically, the actress who played Kevin's wife in the first season was killed off at the end of season one. Spoilers. Um, so they could bring in Leah Remini uh, and do kind of a King of Queens 2.0 sort of situation. Uh. Um, and so it was very, at the time, it was very controversial. Um, and yeah, that the act- sucks. The act- yeah, yeah. So it seems that the writers have really seen that and kind of applied it in this kind of way of not directly calling it out, but sort of calling it out. Um, and the uh, the actress who played the first wife who was killed off is well aware of the series and tried to get herself involved in some way um, because she thinks it's a like it's yeah it's not it's not a obvious connection but it's she's like really impressed with the way it's tackling the 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 sitcom tropes and um and i guess the inspiration of the situation and all that stuff so i found that really interesting too so yeah yeah, i'm i'm yeah really really looking forward to checking out kevin can f himself um uh, mike what do you think well after that little tidbit um i think well done (laughs) <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's definitely got me intrigued. Um, hey. And um, with the sort of uh, uh, glimmers of it, it being in a sitcom, I, I think that's probably like a coping mechanism for her. I think it's pro- yeah. probably for her eyes. And, you know, Wanda is a coping mechanism being in a sitcom <laughs> uh, with yeah. that connection. But I, I can sort of see it like working because... Because yeah, when you're in a when you're in a sitcom, is it's happy, it's joyful, it, it it's all tongue in cheek until you actually realise you're in a real 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 life bad relationship and yeah, and I think that's a total total opposite between Wanda and Vision because uh, they love mm. each other. They do. Yes, they do. And um, yeah, because when because when you're saying that, it's like surely Kevin can f himself is sort of. Sort of saying uh, Kevin Feige can f himself because <laughs> we because we we thought of this first. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it's yeah. Kevin James, so it's Kevin yeah, can it is. fuck himself. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you if you got like a little nugget of truth and you can run with it, I I I, I reckon yeah. I mean, 
Uh, I mean, you can do do that with a lot of things nowadays. I mean, you can probably do it with a, an overbearing um, director like Stanley Kubrick, and you can so, sort of hmm. dwell dwell into it's like um, short, shortest director is uh, is well known and renowned for doing doing the utmost like fantastic movies, but under the scenes, he's an absolute monster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was going to talk about other directors as well, but you know, the the scars are still open for that yes. one. So yeah, yes. I don't know um, how how are we going to be watching this again? Well, I don't know because there's how... no because there's no release date or anything. No, no, no. They didn't give a specific date on this one, uh, other than to say that in the US it will be airing on AMC uh, in the middle of 2021. Um, so I would imagine that would see this being uh, put on either Binge or uh, mm. Foxtel here in Australia. Yeah. That's where my 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 money is on is going so but yeah but yeah so though i'm sure there'll be an official release date so if anyone is interested um in what we said go check out the trailer and uh and yeah and then stay tuned i'm sure there'll be uh, an official release date announced closer to airtime yeah feige yeah. can go fucking <laughs> no that's blasphemy sir or, or kevin can feige himself there we go. I like that. Kevin can Feige himself. That's good. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Speaking that's of Kevin Park. Feige and going yeah. to go fuck himself. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So that's Trailer Park done. Um, which you know brings us to a beautiful segue, um, of course, into. I don't know what what. Am I, <laughs> Am I meant to say popcorn culture? Popcorn culture. Ah! (laughs) I thought I'd say it, considering I pointed to you and you didn't say it. But the audience don't know that you pointed at me. I know. (laughs) I'm sorry. Popcorn culture. Culture, yes. In... Freaking deed. Indubitably. Indubitably. Okay, so from one show about uh, a woman using visualizing sitcoms as a coping mechanism to another show mm. um, where basically the exact same thing is happening. Um, it is that time of the week where we discuss our thoughts on the latest episode of WandaVision, and this week it is episode 8, Previously On. And just... Michael. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Um, where, where should we begin? Shall we run through this from the start and just go through the whole thing? Or what do you want to do? Do you want to start from the end and work our way back? Or I don't know. How do you want to unpack this? Because there's a lot to unpack. Yes. Um, well, considering it's only one story in this, we don't we don't cut from anywhere. It's just one particular story. I think mm. we can start from the start and work our way 
to the end. That is that is a good a good point, a good way of putting it. You're 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 right. The whole thing was just you know, post credit scene aside, the whole thing oh, yeah, was just yeah. one one through. You know, we didn't cut to Monica at all. We didn't go outside the hex at all. Uh, it was all Wanda and Agatha um, taking us on a journey to Depression City. Um, and by golly. Uh, but yeah, the episode starts with um, the re- really cool uh, Marvel Studios logo turning purple. Um which I really liked, and uh, and then straight into some um, origin story flashback exposition uh, with Agatha Harkness mm. and kind of discovering how she became as powerful as she is. Um, we're in the Salem witch trials, essentially, and she's, she's on trial for uh, basically by the rest of her coven, including her mother, um, because she's been uh, practicing dark magic, um, and uh, even yeah. darker magic, even darker magic, <laughs> getting super dark. Yeah. Um, and can I just say, yes, Ka- Catherine Hahn in this entire scene was just gold and amazing. Like her performance in this scene in particular, just the way she was. Change, like subtly changing from you know I- innocent appearing you know young daughter pleading with her mother to just you know this clearly sinister force to be reckoned with um, mm. she was she was great what did you think of the opening Mike uh, I quite liked it um, mm. it uh, yeah the Marvel Studios logo turning to purple was like oh we're getting a flashback Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and as it says in the comics, that uh, uh, that uh, um, Harkness is ancient, mm. basically, and we're going right back to uh, Salem, Massachusetts, in the seventeenth yep. century. And I thought, holy crap, um, she's de- uh, she she hasn't got any work done. Maybe it's in the genes. Maybe it's Maybelline. She's. <laughs> she's lasted that long and yeah it, this is such such a great great thing to start with considering what what is about to become uh, a very harrowing episode and mm. yeah and her da- yes definitely her darting forward to from being uh being an uh, innocent until proven guilty and it's like well you're guilty anyway so mm-hmm. so we're going so we're going to destroy you because no one can have that much power and and it's definitely summing up her character of where she is at the moment and and definitely and definitely triggers something at the end that we'll probably talk talk about later yeah. uh, how her character sort of develops within this actual episode and mm-hmm. with this with this episode basically being uh, a two two characters sort of it's almost a bottle episode with this and it's very, yeah a little bit and it's really interesting especially with um, uh, Wanda and and Agatha sort of bouncing off each other and like and the audience is in for the ride because we're we're dealing with so- something that we sort of known and sort sort of 
uh, and stuff that we need to know to in order for this whole saga to continue. And and where Agatha is at the moment is um, she is the last witch standing, and mm-hmm. and she even has to destroy her mother just to say say yeah you're going to kill me so I'll just absorb you yeah and yeah literally she's absorbing and everyone's turning into <laughs> she uh, everyone picked the wrong um, uh, holy grail. And everyone's getting yeah, sucked whole. Yes, they they did not choose wisely. Yeah, it's a it's a mixture between between um, uh, uh, Last Crusade and uh, Ark of the Covenant because they're all surrounded. Oh, raiders as well. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a nice connection. I see. I see it all. <laughs> you see it all. Yeah, it's really great, and um, I really enjoy. Um, uh, the witches uh, speaking Latin as well, because mm. that's mm-hmm. a thing as well, especially with um, uh, um, uh, would I say Western sort of witches in popular culture that they're yeah. so, they're sort of um, the reason why they're speaking in Latin is because it's blasphemous because the Holy Scripture is written in Latin and anything anything that's speaking. Out of Latin is also blasphemous, and of course, which is uh, um, uh, evil, or they're they're misunderstood. None of this, yes, none of this Wiccan Wiccan stuff. They're they're actually witches. So that yeah. was my word salad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of the first was... of the first um, se- scene. The so first scene. Please yeah, was... save me. I, oh, I will. <laughs> I will. Uh, because basically, from there we're we're cutting to um, the where we left uh, Wanda and Agatha at the end of last week's episode in one, uh, in Agatha's basement. Um, now, um, my, my theory is, and I don't know if you agree with me, but at the end of last week's episode, mm. Wanda's eyes were glowing purple, right? Yeah. And when we cut back and see her again, her eyes are normal and she's fully aware. Um, so my theory is that... Um, her, the little trip to Salem was Agatha actually showing uh, Wanda her origin. Ah, oh, possibly. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, I feel like that makes sense. But um, it could have also just been for us uh, to catch us up with, you know, who Agatha Harkness is and the kind of power she possesses. Yeah. I think I think um, them doing that backstory is actually part of... Um, it is part... part Part for the storytelling for Agnes as well, because I have a theory of what Agnes is going to be at the end of this season, oh, as well. So it's, uh, but it's sort of uh, harking to what happens at the end as well. So uh, harking, harkingness, harknessing. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. With uh, Wanda getting the purple at the end of the previous episode. Um, I think that's solely to catch up us and Wanda of what uh, Agatha is doing. It's like it was Agatha all along. Um, <laughs> Agatha's uh. Agatha's been the Loki. She she's screwing things up. Yeah, gotcha. Because at the end of this episode, we find out that um, it it was Wanda all along. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. So yeah. So yeah. So basically, we're. Uh, in this in the, in the basement and it's a really cool um, kind of expositional 
exchange between the two of them and um and I really love that moment of like you know Wanda's like who are you and and Agatha's like who are you yeah because <laughs> she's she's so shocked and surprised to hear that this witch clearly who has heaps of power and was able to create this whole thing um doesn't know you know basic protection spells like the runes on the walls um I really like that and then you know she's showing her transmutation and the possession and we get a, a an explanation for Pietro essentially mm. um where it kind of seems like the they basically just cast Evan Peters as a as a wink and a nod to us and maybe a red herring um I still like the idea of the nexus of all realities multiverse theory that she plucked him out yeah. and was and was using him um uh, but yes so sorry uh, I I think it being a red herring, uh, mm, there, there is a possibility that they they can maybe retcon that and probably uh, uh, probably later on down the track. That's why I'm sort of thinking they're not probably going to deal with um, like different people from different uh, multiverses coming in. I think that's yeah. probably going to be later. I think this is sort of setting up there is a multiverse. So yeah, yeah. So probably retrospectively, they they probably introduce as like, oh, this person is um, has the same face as other people from different different things. So it's not necessarily Peter from the Fox universe. It's probably someone who looks like Peter from the Fox universe. So I can sort of see them getting getting out of that sort of loophole. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And I like how she, uh, Agatha, calls him uh, Fietro, like <laughs> fake Pietro or Fietro, if you will. I thought it was funny. Fietro. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so basically she was um, controlling him in terms of... Uh, Manipulation. You know, she, yeah, she specifically says he was her eyes and ears. So, you know, the, those scenes where it's Pietro and Wanda talking, like that we saw in the Halloween episode, hmm. and they're having those deep conversations um that was like agatha was listening and seeing everything like i was Um, i was actually wondering why agatha wasn't really present in that episode and it sort of makes sense considering pedro's sort of the eyes and ears for that so i I was questioning well why is agatha like not here and why is it solely petro uh yeah and now Yeah, and now since and since that Halloween episode, we've barely seen Pietros, and we've seen more Agatha. Yeah, so, yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> so they sort of are. We're in cahoots. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but getting down to the brass tacks of this episode, it's basically Agatha wants to know how Wanda created mm. her sitcom world in Westview, um, and Agatha says she was drawn. To the power, yeah. Um, so she's not from Westview originally. She's um, from Eastview. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's from Eastview. Wicked Witch of the East. Yes, yes. Uh, and so, in order for, because um, Wanda still claims she has no idea, and clearly because of the amount of trauma, she's kind of you know protecting herself, I suppose, from her grief in a way by blocking out the beginning of the hex and selective all of that ab- stuff. amnesia. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, because she still claims she has no idea. So Agatha's like, "All right, let's go back through your life and through these memories and get to the the source and and try and explain 
A, why you're so powerful, and B, how you were able to do this. <laughs> um, yeah. That's why so, I think it's jealousy. I think <laughs> it's like, why are you powerful? I'm supposed to be the most powerful witch in the world. <laughs> I yeah, killed my mum for this. Yeah, literally. It's a, it's a little bit of that. Um, it's definitely a little bit of that. But yeah, our first, our first flashback sees um, us return to Sokovia. Um, and we get to actually meet uh, Wanda and Pietro's parents, and I bet a lot of people were very disappointed not to see Magneto. Um. <laughs> that, and also the theory that um, the couple in the ads, uh, mm. people thought were that the parents were, were the parents, and obviously not. So no, no. I guess it was just a my I, I when I realized that wasn't the case, my next. A conclusion was that maybe uh, the two people in the ads were people, residents of Westview that Wanda was also using. Yeah, that's true, um, yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of what I think about that. But yeah, we're in Sokovia, it's the late 90s um, and oh my god. I was so happy in this scene, with this reveal, the fact I was, I freaking called like why she loves sitcoms so much and it was <laughs> completely revealed in this one scene and I was right like I surmised it correctly and I think Mike you agreed with me didn't you uh, I agreed and uh, and I was also right that uh they were learning English from from yeah. from this Yeah exactly yeah 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 cuz yeah yeah and I it's something that I I I've known about it's kind of common knowledge that a lot of you know people in in non-English speaking countries their exposure to the English language is through film and television. Yeah. Um, and so it makes complete sense that they would be watching sitcoms um, and, and learning English. And then also just, you know, Wanda clearly is in love with sitcoms uh, and the Dick Van Dyke show seems to be her favorite as is indicated in this flashback. And um, I, this was the first moment of this episode I started tearing up. Same. Yeah. <laughs> and and I knew it wasn't going to last. I wasn't surprised from the bump. Oh, I was. I was I, going, look, I w- when is it? When is it? Yeah. Fuck like you. I was, yeah, literally, fuck you. Like, I was, I was waiting. Like, I knew something was going to happen because I'm like, okay, clearly this is the moment where the, the bomb event that uh, Pietro and Wanda talked about in Age of Ultron happens like this is this this is definitely going to be this moment um but that just that moment of them sitting in front of the tv watching dick van dyke and the freaking score in the background like the swelling score, yeah swelling and like, the score in this episode was so good just really really helped drive home the emotion um it was being manipulative it was very manipulative <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah just just seeing young wonder beaming with joy up at the screen um, and cutting back between her face and like the different shots of the Dick Van Dyke show and you can see the inspiration where it's come from and oh, and then the back of my mind I've gone oh I can see exactly why they brought Dick Van Dyke in as yeah. a consultant for WandaVision because they wanted to get it as close as possible. And I, and I get half a point as well. I was hoping for a Dick Van Dyke cameo, sort of. Oh, <laughs> me too. Could you try but again? Shut up, Siri. Sarah, Siri. Quiet. I didn't say Siri. Stop. No, none of us said Siri. Anyway, but yeah, no, you're, you're, yeah. It would have been really cool if, if he'd actually had, like, a role yeah. in the show somehow. But he kind of 
kind of was in, yeah in this way yeah that was really nice so but dick yeah, van dyke is in the mcu <laughs> yes he is as himself as himself <laughs> yes um yeah but that was so that was just heartbreaking because i was just it was just making you think like oh god like this is this is where it all began uh and her love for sitcoms and um and why why she chooses sitcoms and it's it, it keeps every scene we go to mm. a basic like every flashback we go to there's a sitcom on on a tv somewhere and it's clearly her coping mechanism it's clearly because she escape. says yeah because yeah, she says after the bomb goes off and her and you know her and pietro are hiding under the bed and then the second bomb that doesn't go off the stark industries bomb mm. um and Pietra's like, we need to go. We need to get away before it explodes. And she's like, no, don't. We can't move. Um, and she and she and the TV of Dick Van Dyke is still somehow on in the background. And um, yeah, she's just talk, saying something along the lines of, you know, you know, when the episode's finished, everything is fine. Everything goes back to normal. It's a happy ending. Like I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically yeah, yeah. what she says. And that's that just really speaks to it's, yeah what what Wanda is trying to do with these sitcoms. Yeah, it's a sitcom trope of everything snaps back to what it was um, and nothing really changes. Yeah, yeah, which comes up uh, when we see uh, the Malcolm in the Middle stuff um, <laughs> in the Avengers compound, but we'll get to that. Um, yeah. Uh, it was pretty cool to see the, the Stark bomb and... Yeah, the fact that the the red light on the bomb is the red light on the toaster in the ad in the first episode. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was cool. What, Mike? What did you What did you think of this this first sequence? Yeah, it was it was heartbreaking because because mm. yeah, it's it's um it was Wonder at her most happiest and everything fell apart and it sort of solved a couple of riddles uh, why the bomb didn't go off. As well, mm. if we want to go into that, because please it, go into it. Uh, because you know, Stark, Stark, you know, he he's many things, but <laughs> but sentimental is not one of them. But he his mm. tech does work. It's it's yeah. it's not hammer, it's not hammer <laughs> tech. No. So that bomb would have gone off, and mm-hmm. it sort of didn't make sense in that in uh, Age of Ultron. It's like how did uh, we saw it for two two days and it didn't go off? Why didn't it go off? Because it was a Stark Tech, because it was because Stark Tech's reliable. Uh, we all know this; it it all works. And then we find out that Wanda, it was Wanda had her powers all along. Mm-hmm. Huge reveal. Yeah. So yeah. So you could call this the episode of retcons. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, just just because you just know, a we, subtle retcon. Yeah, subtle, a little one, like and one that works. Mm. Um, I think um, because you know, in the comics, obviously Wanda and Pietro are mutants, um, so uh, they're not enhanced, is what they were come to know in yeah. Age of Ultron. Um, and now that they're able to use the phrase mutants, there it gives them license, I suppose, to retcon Wanda's origins and say that she was born with powers. Um, which means maybe Piet- Pietro was born with some kind of speed um, uh, and didn't, you know, 
didn't maybe didn't realize, but yeah, yeah. yeah. It it is to be seen for that one. It it does remain to be seen because I yes. think also in the co- comment uh, comics that uh, Wanda isn't actually a mutant. She just had uh, powers. Oh, she's just a okay. She's just a witch. Because yeah, okay. I, I think not the. Fuck it, I'm going to spoil the ending. She is the um, uh, Scarlet Witch, where, where mm. they're actually playing with the... Uh, that this is a being that has been passed down. And uh, also in the comics, she was... A ri- uh, her mum was originally the Scarlet Witch, and it was brought brought down uh, um, through ge- generations of her. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and more on that yeah, later. Yeah. Later on, um, yeah, yeah. So the first first step into into Wanda's story, and Agatha learns that, and Wanda learns because she didn't realize mm. um, that she yeah she had powers all along. So, um, and then we we go from Sokovia straight to Hydra, um, and the the basically Strucker's base or or lab um, where. Uh, well, you know, up until this point, we thought that um, Wanda and and uh, Pietro got their powers um, due to these experiments with the Mind Stone, but it's it's a little bit more complicated than that because yeah, Wanda's in this room and Loki's scepter is there, and I squeed because Loki. Um, no, it's just his scepter. I know, I know, but it's still I still love it. <laughs> I'm really sad. No, it's okay. Uh, but yeah, and then um, either she subconsciously calls the Mind Stone to her, or the Mind Stone is just drawn to her. I couldn't. I you could. I think you can interpret that either way. Yeah, it's, it's um, probably both. That um, she was it's probably de- a bit of both. She was destined to be, be that, and uh, yeah. I think that's reason why she sort of saw her future self, maybe. Uh, of the yeah. of the Scarlet Witch silhouette that that came from the Mind Stone. Yeah, that was nuts. Um, yeah, because the yeah the, the the casing around the Mind Stone exploded, and then uh, and then Wanda, see, yeah, she sees the the, the sil- like you said silhouette of of the Scarlet Witch that we know from the comics. And at first, I was like, oh, that seems a bit on the nose, a little bit cheesy. <laughs> like I don't know how I like that, but I a lot of people. Um, that I've seen online um, since watching the episode, talking about it, reviewing it, and all that stuff, mm. just seems to be thinking, like you said, it's her seeing her future self as the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, and um, and it was deep in her subconscious reason why she looks like the Scarlet Witch in the Halloween episode as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even though she was like, it's a Sokovian fortune teller, and I just thought, oh, that's a nice little East like way to explain it, I suppose. Yeah. So, <laughs> So they can dress up as them, their superhero selves, but without, you know. Because yes, um, yes. Uh, the reason why they, they, another reason why they, they can do that now is because Fox actually owns the lookalike of Scarlet Witch and Vision as well. So, yeah, yeah. So they yeah. couldn't really but, make them look like that uh, in the movies. That's why, Scar- uh, that's why Wanda uh, looked like what she did in Age of Ultron and onwards. She just wore a, yeah. a red leather jacket. Mm-hmm. And not in the comics. She doesn't look like what she looks like in the comics. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Now we know why. Yeah. And it's all, also, said, uh, and I heard something also interesting that um, the reason why 
she is drawn to the soul stone as well is probably maybe a reason why she's also drawn to vision as well because vision's got soul stone and and mind stone mind stone, mind stone. So- you keep saying soul stone, mind stone. Isn't it the mind stone? Um, uh, soul, soul stone. I'd be no. The soul stone was on Vormir. So- mind stone wasn't the the mind stone was in Loki's scepter. Okay. I'm bet I I bet money. No, it's okay. <laughs> I get confused because they changed the fucking color. It's okay. Because they, yeah, they because they did. oh the tesseract's blue and also the scepter's blue oh we need to change that color to yellow even though that doesn't make sense <laughs> they're both prime colors um, that's fair but yeah yeah sorry surely um, the scepter yeah. was supposed to be green but that's <laughs> the time stone yes I'm confused even though oh whatever <laughs> the stones aren't Are there you- anymore. No, but I hear what you're what you're saying about, and it makes perfect sense as to why, why Wanda and Vision seem to f- fit together and are so compatible. The Mind Stone has to be at work in some way. Um, I'm just going to call background. it by the color. The yellow stone. Yellow stone, in Colorado. Okay. All right, I'll s- <laughs> I'll keep saying Mind Stone then. Yeah. But you can say you I'll say, say you Yellowstone. Say yellow. <laughs> you say Yellowstone. Um, and then Blue Box. Yeah. Yes, the yeah. Blue Box. The Blue Box is a Tesseract. The pesky Blue Box, yes. And, it, and, the, and the Red Gunk. <laughs> red Gunk. Yeah, the Ether. And the, and the Purple Splat. <laughs> the Soul Stone. Uh, what's, Soul Stone. what's the next one? The... We did the times. The time stone is green. Yeah. Is that all of them? The green snot. Yeah, the green snot. Yeah. Anyway, gold leader. Yes. Um. <laughs> it's very warm where I am, so. Yes. No, I had to open a window. That's okay. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. So, cool reveal. Basically, um. Yep. The mind stone. The mind stone enhanced. Wanda's abilities. Agatha says that otherwise her um, her powers would have gone dormant yeah. because they weren't being used, so they would have gone away eventually. Uh, but the, the her encounter with the Mind Stone um, made her who she is. She got today. power up. She got a massive power up. Massive power up. Um. Yeah. And as and, then, re- and as a reward, she watched the Brady Bunch. And she did, and that was what a what a juxtaposition from that first sitcom viewing of her as a kid, grinning from ear to ear, to her watching the Brady Bunch in this cell in a Hydra base, and and it's just so, and she's just looking on it like she's so sad already, yeah. you know. I mean, wow. I mean, mind you, I would be the same thing if I was watching the Brady Bunch. The Brady Bunch is fine. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> I like. Well, okay. I have look. I haven't watched it since I was a kid, so I only have childhood memories of of myself enjoying it. Yeah. So I yeah. I can't speak to its whether or not it's aged well or not. Sure. I mean, it was the Friends of its time. I guess. Because Friends is shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, 
Yeah, good thing we're having a laugh now because now we're really starting to get into the depressing stuff. Yes. Yes. So our third, our third flashback, the third door that Agatha opens for Wanda, um, is uh, it leads her to the Avengers compound not long after the events of Age of Ultron. So she's still uh, heavy, uh, heavily grieving the loss of Pietro, very fresh in her mind, and she's in her room watching Malcolm in the Middle. Um, and she senses Vision outside, and he comes through uh, the wall like he does in Civil War, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, and he, yeah, he sits down and wants to comfort her, and Wanda, you know, kind of doesn't snap at him per se, but she's just kind of like, the only thing that will bring me comfort is seeing his face again. Um, and, you know, you c- we can all understand yeah. that to a degree. Um, and vision, and, she, and of course, vision doesn't know what to do either. No, no, no. Um, she apologizes, and then vision kind of explains his perspective on loss, and and how he he's learning and trying to understand, and doesn't fully get it all because he's never had someone to love to lose. Um, and then we get the best line of dialogue in the entire show, mm. which is, "What is grief?" if not love persevering and by God, like not only is that the summation of WandaVision as a whole, I think but <laughs> it is, it is, it is one of the nice, nicest, be- most beautiful poetic put like ways of explaining what grief is. Um, and it's a, a very poignant and it kind of, I don't know. It brings, some kind of hope I think to grief by saying that mm. and it it just it just makes a lot of sense I don't know Mike, Mike what what's your take on this whole scene what did you think yeah I think uh, yeah this is definitely a contender for the Emmys um, yeah because it's two people talking and it's uh, and you can see something blossoming as well especially yeah and we uh, and yes I did watch your a video on this as well. Ah, oh, thank you. And I do agree with you. This this is definitely uh, something that was missing uh, within um, uh, Civil War. Uh, yeah. Because you didn't really get their relationship, and yeah, I sort of get that because it was it, it was a movie, and there was other things going on. A lot. There was a lot going on in that movie. Yeah. And that's why I think I think um, if they do shows like this to sort of delve into it uh, even more especially with ca- character development as well uh, mm-hmm. and especially with um uh like side characters as well and it was just a, it was a very lovely scene and yeah mm. yeah that line is definitely definitely up there with lines that people are probably going to dictate and also use as well especially for i don't know for funerals and that i mean mm yeah, um, yeah. I, I was, I was a bit of teary. Uh, Me too. Uh, watching yeah. this as well, and that sort of, uh, sort of. This is my. Yeah, it just kept on, get, kept on going, especially after each each one, including the next one that we'll work, we'll be talking later. And yeah, you you get to see so, something within their relationship, and you can definitely see where the relationship sort of started. And mm, mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. 
probably my biggest gripe is we'll probably not get Brian Cranston to play uh, play in the MCU. He's just going <laughs> to... Otherwise, that's a lot of explaining. It's like, wait, aren't you the dad from Malcolm in the Middle that's been established yeah, in this te- <laughs> in this TV show? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was funny. Um, and that was kind of also just going back to, you know, the the Sokovia stuff. Um, because Vision, like Vision's, like wondering if it's funny because he injured himself. Mm. Um. And Wanda's like, well, yeah, it's funny. And he's like, well, is it, is he going to be all right? And she's like, oh, it's not that kind of show. Um, because, you know, in shows like sitcoms, like she said, when she was a kid, everything resets, everything goes, is all right to the end, you know, because we go, we reset every episode. Um, and and thing, things don't really carry over like that. So, yeah, it kind of speaks to that whole Again, sitcoms coping yeah. mechanism. And this... she's dealing with another loss, and she's watching Malcolm in the Middle. You know. Yeah, and this is sort of setting up what's going to happen at the end of this. End mm-hmm. of this um, at the end of One Division as well, I think it's setting yeah. up for something. Either yeah, something really bad or really um, tasteful. <laughs> bittersweet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I feel I'm definitely getting bittersweet vibes already, but yeah. Uh we'll we'll talk some theories at the end. Yeah. Of yeah. the episode. I'm just putting in little nuggets. No, I do. <laughs> sprinkle the nuggets. Sprinkle yeah, sprinkle them. nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> Drop them. I don't know. Um yes. That's me dropping Dust. a nugget. It's <laughs> a heavy one. Yes. Speaking of nuggets, we've got a bunch in our next flashback, our fourth flashback. Um, without hesitation, Wanda walks into S.W.O.R.D. Um, Agatha doesn't really have to convince her too much. Just kind, just She just kind of reminds her a little bit of, you know, the, the current situation and and, and vision and, and, uh, and how everyone's dead. She's like, your parents are dead. Your brother's dead. You know, your soulmate's dead. Like, you know, all this stuff. And then she storms through. And we, we go back to uh, the events of probably two, not even two weeks ago Yeah. in the timeline where uh, Wanda goes to S.W.O.R.D. And uh, so this is us seeing this play out as it actually happened. Because... <laughs> <laughs> actually happened, yes. Director, because Director Douchebag is living up to the name this episode by golly. Oh. Oh, yeah. What a... Yeah, see you next bloody Tuesday. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so basically uh, Wanda's, you know, Wanda's there. She's demanding to um, take possession of, of Vision's corpse because, you know, he deserves to be buried. I deserve it, um, you know, and all of that. Um, and, you know, she goes to see Haywood, confronts him. She, he basically... Palms are off, really doesn't, you know, doesn't want to give her the time of day in terms of just, you know, no, you can't. But she, sorry, but Hayward does it in such a talking down to her kind of way. It's just such a, like, I don't give a crap. He belongs to me. Um, even though he's like, it's our moral and ethical right to dismantle um, this sentient weapon. And I'm just like, no, 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 Mr. Hypocrite. You were the one who said that 
uh, Wanda stole his body and violated not only the Sokovia Accords, but Vision's living will. And here we are (laughs) seeing it actually play out. And by the time that confrontation's over, Wanda does not take Vision's body at all. Yeah. And that pissed that pissed me off so much, but I loved it. It was great storytelling, but I was so angry because I remember back in episode four when we were first introduced to Hayward, I was like, I know a lot of people are getting, you know, dodgy vibes off of him, but he seems nice. He seems friendly. I'm sure <laughs> he'll I'm sure he'll be alright. And I'm like, oh god, no, I was wrong. Kendall was so- <laughs> You need to be a cynic. I ain't. <laughs> you need to be a cynic like me. I'm I'm a cynic on certain things and not others. <laughs> Bureaucratic douchebag. <laughs> but after this episode, I think he's actually um something else now. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get to get yep. to that. But but yeah, Wonder Wonder breaks uh breaks the glass and because Hayward shows um you know, them experiment, like taking vision apart and all of that. And I, that kind of broke my heart again. Like so many moments broke my heart, but the moment where she's like, what is this? What are you showing me? What am I looking at? And he, and Hay was just like, you, you asked to see it. Um, and I, the way he said that and her reaction, then when she sees vision's face and then it's just, oh man. And then the fact that Haywood's like, he's not yours. And that's, that's the tipping point, and mm. yeah, that causes you know, causes her to break the glass, go down, and actually, and then, and then the moment when the tears really started happening, when she you know puts her her hand over where the Infinity Stone used to be, and you know, just like she did in, in Infinity War, and yeah, and she says, "I can't feel you." <sighs> Fuck, man. And, and yeah, it, it harkens back to what they said. Pretty much what they the last thing that they said is like, I can feel you. And yeah, I, I, yeah, like, yeah. They both, they, they both said to each other in Infinity War, Wanda said it first, and then one of the last things Vision said to Wanda, if mm. not the last thing, was, I just feel you. He's like, you could never hurt me, I just feel you. Oof. And then she's here. She's like, I can't feel you. And I'm just like, oh, God, rip my heart out. Why don't you? Like, seriously. Mm. It was so well done. Fucking Elizabeth Olsen, man, crushed it this episode. Yeah. Like, she, she's crushing it every week. But holy shit. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. What were, what were your takes on, on that whole? Yeah. Yeah. Well, with this one... Um... Uh, Haywood, it's it's weird because I have I've definitely had some theories of what he is going to be at the en- at the end of this as well, and he I think in a way he's sort of deliberately trying to um, pressure Wanda to do something with um, uh, want, uh, with Vision's body, like. Yeah, that's a good. That's one thing I forgot. Yeah, because Haywood says, you know, he specifically says that she she can bring him back online. Oh, I'm sorry, back to life. Ha ha ha! Like, shut up, dickhead. Um, well, that, yeah, that, that's the thing. I actually quite like. I I almost quite like that sort of banter because it's definitely a thing in science fiction where um, 
um, uh, is a sentient being an actual th- person or is it a yeah. thing? And, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and the things that uh, Wanda is saying it, that uh, she's saying that he's a person, he he, he has autonomy and all this, and Hayward's basically calling him an uh, an appliance, basically. And yeah, and it it's and that's what I sort of love about um like uh I'm trying to think like Bicentennial Man, that, yeah, that movie is like it. Is he really a robot, or is he really an actual living breathe? Well, not breathing, but uh, a, a living a living thing with, with a, a mind of his own, and mm-hmm. and that's the sort of quandary that uh, most um, science fiction is, where it doesn't really give you the actual answer. You have to figure it out for yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's science fiction at its best. Yeah. Um, and I, I that is definitely one way to interpret the dialogue. Totally, I but do. I just, I but just think, I just think yes, he's being I a think, manipulative think, asshole. <laughs> yeah, I think he's a, a manipulative asshole. He's he's doing something. I think he's being more. I, I think he's uh, more involved of what's actually happening as well. Yeah, because um, he he wants Vision uh, alive, and. Maybe he was hoping for Wanda to actually take take his body. Yeah, or do something. Yeah, to do something is like, oh, that's not going to work. Okay. And then mm. keep tabs on her. And and I don't know, maybe he knew all along where, where Wanda was going and he sort of pushed... Um, uh, uh, oh, crap. Names to faces. Um, uh, oh... Damn it! Oh. <laughs> Maybe he set up the um, the uh, missing person as well. Maybe he was. Oh, Jimmy Woo's initial. Yeah, maybe, maybe that, or just to get um, just to get oh, person out of the way. Monica Rambo. Monica, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Monica, Monica, Monica. Yeah, because she was, you know, out of all of the sword agents, she was the one that was gr- really pressing his buttons and trying to get to the truth of what is actually going on. And because of that, Hayward's like, no, 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 you're not disrupting my evil plans. Fuck off. Like, yeah. Well, that's the thing. I don't know. Makes sense. It, the thing is, it's up in the air if it's evil or not, or he's, he's, just, he's just going after what he wants. Well, yeah, maybe not evil. I'm kind of just, you know, yeah, I'm... He- He's Walter Peck, but if he was yeah. mayor, basically, he he's mayor mayor in um in Jaws. Yeah, he's that he's that kind of character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Earthbound yeah, douchebag. Earthbound, <laughs> the Earthbound douchebag. Yes, I wonder. I I do honestly wonder if he, if this is going to be the end of him, or he he will stay alive. Because I don't see I don't see any deaths. I don't see any villains dying. Haywood, Haywood or Agatha, I see them carrying on after this. But, yeah. But, um, yeah, because I don't think that's what the show is going to do. But anyway, that's, yeah, that's neither here nor there right now. We'll find out next week. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Or so the following basically, week. Or the following week, yeah. Um, so, yeah, basically, this, but this, this is probably the longest of all of the, I guess, flashbacks. Um, mm. Because... You know, we see Wanda leave Sword, 
leave Vision behind. Um, and then she drives to Westview. And in New Jersey. In New Jersey. And I was wondering why she was, you know, doing it. Like, what was what was the purpose for Westview? Like, what was... Why did Wanda... And that's one of the big questions that's been going since the beginning is, like, why Westview, New Jersey? Apart from the fact that it's Westview, WandaVision, like, you know, that kind of coincidence. Um, but, yeah, she drives there and we get to see the real Westview before the hex. And it's, you know, it's not the best-looking little town. It's a bit run down, a bit dilapidated. Well, and- well, it is a couple of weeks after the blip, so... That's a good point. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. So everything's um, overgrown. Everything's disgusting. And everything's... People are still recovering. Yeah, you're right. Every Everyone's just come back after the five years. and um, Yeah, I didn't even bloody think about that. That's such a good point. Thank you. That's all right. Yeah. That's what I'm here um, for. Yes. Uh, one of the many reasons you're here for. Um, and... Yeah, and then she's so she's driving around and we see, you know, the real life... You know, the characters in the sitcom, we see what they're actually look most of them what they look like in real life um and it's all a little bit sad and then uh she's she drives up to uh where the house is um and there's no house there it's just foundations um again overgrown grass not not really looked after and and then she you know walks out and stands in the middle of it and the moment that just broke us all collectively <laughs> as a species <laughs> <laughs> when she opens up the letter that was sitting on the passenger seat in the car and in it, on in the middle of it this love heart is um the other words to grow old in and it's signed by vision and the music fucking hits you again. That manipulative bastard composer <laughs> hits you again, and then Wanda loses it and just drops to the ground. And ah, oh my god, the sobbing started. Like Jesus H. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. Call Michael, the ambulance. You- yes, you can hear it. Yes, yeah, pretty loud. Hey. <laughs> the disadvantages of recording a podcast when you live on a main road. Um, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. But yeah, uh, yeah, such a powerful, affecting, tragic, just sad moment. And then the hex yeah. is born. And this is how the sitcom world was created. Um, you know, she starts with the house and then she expands it to everything else. And, it's all, and then it goes all black and white. And then... We find out she created this version of Vision. Yeah. Um, it seems to me, because it's yellow magic coming out of her, that it's whatever kind of remnants of the Mind Stone that are within her mm. um, were used to reform Vision. Um, and then, yeah, and then she sees him, and then it, it, the sitcom basically starts from there, and... Holy fuck. Michael, yes. what did what did you think of this whole sequence? Uh, from when she started driving, it's like, oh, where's she going? Then she's going to New Jersey. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> and then Westfield, uh, Westview, mm. um, is going, oh, so she's been, she's been here all along. And then, yeah, they 
looked at the letter. That's where the um the love heart comes from from the from from, from, from the, the calendar from the calendar. Yeah, so, that's it. That's got to be it. Yeah, and yeah, she just broke. She she was she's absolutely broken down. She can bring back vision, and she let left his body there because what else is she going to do? And yeah, um, and she pretty much snapped, and yeah. And her absolute her absolute power just came out, and it's like, well, <laughs> her power just went. Fuck it, I'm going to get into my cocoon, and yeah, and yeah, do all your all your mental a- anguish, and wow, and we we found out that she, she is that powerful. She, it's her doing. It's it's yep. it's her. It was wonder all along. Yes, it was wonder all along. <laughs> and I'm actually glad that she she created um, Vision, that version of Vision. Yeah. Because otherwise the previous <laughs> idea was it was a, a dead body just walking around <laughs> just, yeah. just with a coat of paint. Uh, and that would have been too weird. So... I'm happy that that's just a yeah. that's just a vision of vision, and, and it makes sense because you know he can't remember anything before Westview. Yeah. Now we and now we know why. Yeah, because Wanda doesn't want to know what happened before Westview. So, and that was really great because because that was one of my one of my original theories in the third one where um, Vision is sort of the eye. Is is like the eyes and ears of Wanda as well. So, uh, mm. so Herb couldn't really say anything in front front of him. Otherwise, it will get back to get back to Wanda. And and of course, it also begs the question why uh, Vision was sort of going against uh, uh, Wanda. Wanda basically and questioning Wanda as well. So it's yeah. it's sort of her subconscious as well. Like fighting back against herself, which is absolutely that's amazing. That's amazing writing. Yeah, it's such good writing. This whole thing. It's how like, to do an in, it's how to do an inner monologue, but with the with these characters, it's absolutely amazing. And, and mm. oh my god, this the writing in this is absolutely fantastic. And if you and yeah, and and we keep on going, and then we fi- find out that um. Uh, Wanda finds herself on the set of the <laughs> of the first yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. And Agatha's in the audience, and she's just clap doing that, you know, slow clap, and she says "Bravo," and then vanishes in a puff of purple smoke. Um, and then we hear Tommy and Billy calling out, um, and yeah. <laughs> And Wanda runs out on the street to save her boys, and Agatha has them by the throats, using magic to hold them hostage. And uh, then we get the final. Well, okay, I shouldn't say final big reveal of the episode because there's another one coming after this, but um, the second to last big reveal <laughs> of the episode, where Agatha has come to the conclusion and realization of what and who Wanda is. Um, 
And it's interesting because she doesn't actually give her plan away because like this whole, her quest this episode was to find out how how she's so powerful and why she created the hex and all and how she did it um but we don't know to what end that is and based on the the first scene in salem it i feel like we're kind of going to a she's going to try and absorb wanda's power yeah next next week that's kind of what i'm thinking at this point but basically agatha tells wanda that um you know she thought she was a myth a being of, of spontaneous creation that, you know, um, uses chaos magic. And then uh, she name drops Scarlet Witch. And she says she is the Scarlet Witch. Um, yeah. And holy cow. And then credits. And it's just like, holy, yeah. Just, I, and that, I, again, another thing I called earlier on in this in the the series when Haywood was trying to find a nickname for her, he's like, doesn't she have a funny nickname or something like the yeah. rest of them? Um, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if we're actually going to get them saying Scarlet Witch in this because they've never yeah. said it before. <laughs> and here it is! Well, that I is was, a setup, and that is a payoff. <laughs> that is a setup and a payoff. Yeah, I suppose it's a no-brainer, isn't it? Doesn't take a, you know, monkey to figure that one out, but I was very happy nonetheless. Um, Doesn't take yeah. a rocket surgeon to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not rocket science. Um, but yeah, it was it was really really great to to hear those words uttered um, yeah. by Agatha. Finally, um, finally, and she also in her little uh, evil monologue um, kind of alludes to the fact that the uh, that Wanda used the same magic that she used with Vision to create the twins. Mm. So. And because Vision, it seems to be more likely now that Vision that she's created just can't exist outside the Hex. Yep. Um, so it's probably going to be the same for Billy and Tommy. Yep. Which means next week is probably going to be, uh, if we thought this week had feelings, next week is probably going to be much worse. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> tick, 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 all the boxes. Um, yeah. What did you think about this this final uh, the beginning of the end, I suppose, yeah. of one division in this scene. The first of the final confrontation. Mm. Um, bark. Um, I've got dogs. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I was alluding to you at the at the start that um, yeah, uh, Agatha really wants like power. She just wants power. She wants to be be the all powerful. She she sensed Wanda doing this stuff she went over there uh, went over to Westview it's like oh what's going on here and f- trying to find the source and it's like okay who are you <laughs> no who are you I want to know and she and she discovered she got more than she bargained for <laughs> yep so, something a bit more powerful than she thought like the Scarlet Witch and mm. And, um, of course, Wanda is oblivious to this, which is uh, going to be exciting because she she's not she doesn't know her full potential, as in she, does, she didn't know how she created this, but she did. Mm. It's like not knowing your full potential. And, and yeah, what, where was I going on with this? Yeah, and, of course, um, Agatha is uh, in her costume. She's wearing mm. all purple. She's mm-hmm. got the she's got the kids on a string. Looks great. So 
no, those kids are her leverage because Wanda still mm. thinks they're real. Mm. And this is sort of going back to um, the Brady Bunch episode because I, I heard on a deep dive that that particular episode is when the is when um, she thinks that the doll is real and she's persisting that it is real and all that is sort of going on to what the, mm. what the twins are. But the, but as you said, they're made of the same chaos magic that um, Vision is, and they can't can't um, last outside of the outside of the bubble. And that goes on to probably the last last um, episode, or maybe the two last episodes. I'm still clinging on to that theory that there's a secret tenth episode. Um, I hope so. I reckon because we'll go into the um, uh, the uh, the end credit scene as well. Well, if you drop something like that, you cannot do that in one episode. Well, yeah, I guess it depends on how long next week's episode is gonna be because this this episode eight was the longest we've seen so far it was over 40 minutes Mm. um so that was awesome you know 45 minutes long um and there's been you know rumors about kevin feige saying you know the last three episodes are supposed to be an hour but you know last week's wasn't this week's was just short of an hour so maybe next week's will be a big epic finale yes hopefully yeah and yeah, the Scarlet Witch. So she is, she is the most powerful being in the universe. This is yep. this is the MCU's version of Dark Phoenix. Yeah, except done way <laughs> better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you hear that, Fox? You had yeah. you had two cracks at it. You had two cracks and, and you failed. Still, you still couldn't do it. Yeah. Can't do it justice. Um, so no, yeah, yeah. Where where can we go from here now? Yes, well we we uh, enter our final scene of the episode, our post credit or mid credit scene, if you will, um, and it's the only time, as we said earlier in the show, it's the only time that we're away from Wanda and Agatha and their storyline in this episode, um, where we see the the sword base camp, the new base camp that's set up. Um, after the hex was expanded, Haywood is inside this tent with all his agents, and they're all working on something. And we know that at uh, the the brief moment we saw him in the previous episode, he said, "We're ready for launch." Blah blah blah. Um, and then we also know that he's been working on something called um, Project Cataract, um, and it's definitely connected to Vision somehow. Yeah, and because Vision now- Cataract that. Yeah, I know. I yeah. love that connection. <laughs> That's cool. Um, yes. So, and then, yeah, we see how it's connected to Vision because uh, they've managed to figure out how to reassemble Vision correctly. Um, and I only say correctly in the fact that he's, you know, one f- complete form, like he's in one piece. And, um, you know, but they couldn't figure out how to turn him on and they've been able to harness some of Wanda's power because if you remember when uh, she comes out of the hex and confronts them that one episode and she throws the drone at them it ha- it's covered in red magic from the hex mm. and so they've managed to harness that power, that, that residue scrape it resi- off residual power, scrape it off and uh, basically make it bring vision back to life but it's definitely not the vision we knew because he's all white. 
Um, <laughs> and then and then we cut to the rest of the credits after that. Um, such a cool reveal. I had no idea white vision was a thing um, that w- was in the comics at all. Um, and and you know, yeah, I don't know. I saw. I really thought that was. Um, that was a really cool reveal, and I, I'm also very concerned about about it because you know we we all know and love Vision f- for you know not just being a super powerful robot, but being you know Wanda's you know soulmate and being just a a, a beautifully genuine uh, person for lack of a better term. Really, hmm. um, you know he's got a good head on his shoulders and. Um, yeah, so seeing White Vision, who is going to be void of all of that personality, no, probably no Paul Bettany to speak of um, whenever he speaks, and more on that, I think I'm going to let Mike <laughs> say that, that part, because I really hope it's right. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, yeah, it's going to be, so next week going in, we've got this confrontation of Wanda and Agatha and the twins. Vision and Darcy are still inside the hex, and so is Monica. Um, Monica was caught by Fietro uh, at the end of last week, so where are they? Vision's on the way, and Darcy trailing behind on the way to the house to where our big confrontation is unfolding, and now we have white vision in the mix. Double vision. Double vision. (laughs) It's yeah, everything's going to explode. So, but I'm yeah, I'm super pumped, M- Mike. Yes. Um, what what were your thoughts on the post credit scene before we wrap up? I thought it was Tron Vision. <laughs> Ultron Vision. <laughs> Ultron Vision. <laughs> More on that later. Um, yeah, I I was confused like everyone else. It's like, what is this? Is it's Vision, but it's not Vision. Um. And then mm-hmm. I did a little bit of a deep dive, and then, yeah, it's va- it's basically in the comics. Uh, they had to disassemble v- Vision, and they put him back together, but they couldn't get, um, uh, like Wonder Man. Uh, Wonder Man. His uh, mm-hmm. uh, his psyche. So, so it had to be a blank Vision. Basically, it's it's um. It's vision in the factory settings, and the re- yeah, yeah. So, so devoid from uh, memory, devoid from basic, basic human emotion. So, so it's it's a a blank canvas, and one of the ideas that I've heard on the internet is because vision is created uh, with with Jarvis. Uh, and and Ultron. Uh, an interesting take would be this would be the body of uh, Paul Bettany as Vision, but but it would but maybe and I'm I'm hoping uh, they would have the voice of James Spader, who <sighs> who plays who plays Vol- Ultron. Voltron. But it, it's not—it's not the Voltron that that we all know and loathe. It's—it would be just the voice, and that in itself would. Uh, and if they're going to set um, White Vision into the uh, into the hex, and he comes across Wanda, that would also trigger Wanda as well. 
because yep. because it's the voice of, of of Voltron. And there's a couple of theories that I have. Um, basically, three. Okay. Three endings that I that I have that to do with uh, Wonder Wonder and Vision and where where their relationship would go. Um, either uh, Wanda, no, Vision um, would fight the other Vision, maybe. Then you have Vision on Vision. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically the White Vision would destroy, or basically the the other Vision, the colourful Vision, the Hex Vision, Hex Vision, there we go, uh, Hex Vision. Hex Vision would would go, be destroyed because he can't can't survive outside of the Hex, and yeah. and then that would leave White Vision, but as this White Vision has no memory of Wanda, then Wanda will have will have to probably destroy that Vision, and that's also another nail on the coffin because she's mm. she's also killed Vision <laughs> again, and she. She her mind would break, and then that would lead to uh, God knows what a huge uh, multiverse of madness sort of repercussions. Yeah. Of okay. Where yep. we're going? Yep. Yep. Double down. Yep. Oh, and that would be also if the hex if the hex is gone, then Vision's gone. Hex Vision is gone, but also the twins have gone. So she's yeah. by herself again. Mm-hmm. Uh, she. She, she, and and her mind breaks as well. Another interesting one is maybe a mm. bittersweet one. Okay. Where they sort of combine both visions, where you got the mm-hmm. mind of hex vision goes into white vision, and then uh, then he would have a body. Then then he would have not necessarily the memories way back when, but because he spoke to Darcy, that he sort of. Uh, knows of that life but it's still too weird for him maybe and then wander and vision break up at the end oh no no i don't i don't want that i know but <laughs> it, yeah you could be right it could happen it could happen i'm only going because, on because it did happen in the um comic comics yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it, look, it, you're right. It could happen, and it could because it could also be a fact of Vision realizing that um, essentially Wanda, you know, took advantage of of him and yeah. uh, u- used him without his consent to uh, aid in her coping mechanism of this fantasy. And um, even though it was all for love and for you know for good reasons, ultimately it's you know it's kind of problematic in a way. Yeah. Um, even though he cottoned on to what was really happening, um, yeah, there's still some issues there that Vision could come away with from the situation, and yeah, that would make sense in a way. But I really hope they don't do that. Yeah, I think also because the kids are gone as well, because they don't have a body to go back in, and no. Vision has a body, and mm. and being with them and, and being together is probably too hard for them, and then they have to. Maybe call it quits for a bit, yeah, and that also, yeah, and that would also break Wanda, and then she has to control her feelings, and and maybe she she's not the big bad at the end. She has to she has to go to um, 
Doctor Strange to say, hey, I've got this huge power. Please teach me. Yeah, that could be cool. If she, like, goes to um, the um, bloody Sanctum Sanctorum in New York and, and yeah. I mean, New York's pretty close to New Jersey, mm. so could happen. Because because that's what Doctor Strange said in his movie. is like, teach me. Yeah, <laughs> teach me. No. Um, yeah. I also have yeah, another yeah, yeah. theory with Agnes as well. With Agatha, yeah. Yeah. Agnes, well, yeah. Names. Um, she's bitten off too much that she can chew with Wanda. She is too powerful yeah. for her. Yeah. So, essentially, she's sort of nuded of what she can do. She can, <laughs> she can try, but mm. I reckon Wanda can probably pretty much crush her like that cicada. Yeah. 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 It's going to be a really interesting showdown next week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you might be right. I feel like Wanda is, I mean, as powerful as Agatha clearly is, Wanda is still more powerful. She's, so. a, she, well, if you watch it a little bit and with the mindset that Agatha is probably a little bit frightened of her. Well, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, when she says Scarlet Witch at the end, I, I'm sure part of her is in kind of shock yeah. at, at that, who she, you know, because she's like, you're supposed to be a myth, like you don't exist sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, she's definitely surprised there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's going to be good. That's why I think it's probably going to be more of an emotional, like, fight. Yeah. Than necessarily a... A fisticuffs. I think. Well, yeah. I think. Look, there'll be there'll definitely be some action in terms of f- some fighting of some kind. Maybe double vision. Maybe. I, I feel like the ending, the show is going to come back to the emotion, the story, and that's how we end this. I don't. Yeah, it's not going to end in your typical superhero way. I think it's going it, to. The show is about grief, and it's about. Um, Wanda and 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 the love she has for Vision and all of that. So I think when this wraps up, it's gonna. That's where it, what it's gonna come down to yeah. is how we started and this is how we end. So yeah, yeah, and also but we'll see. Uh, and did you hear about the um, uh, when Paul Bettany was doing interviews that he was ta- talking about uh, an actor that he wanted to work with all, all his life. And people are saying, are you talking about yourself? <laughs> oh, I haven't heard that, but I love that. <laughs> that is that <laughs> that is like such a such a red herring, such a like misdirect throwaway, all of that, because <laughs> I never considered that it could be himself and he was having a soul on. Like that's so funny. Yeah. I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell everyone that now. Um <laughs> I mean, as great as that is, and we're clearly going to get that next week, I think. But, um, yeah, I, my money's still on Doctor Strange showing up. I think all all signs are pointed to Cumber Biatch uh, <laughs> showing showing his face next Friday. Yeah. So, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I, I can see that happening. Uh, I'm, I'm probably... I'm not gearing up for a, a big, a big, big cameo. <laughs> no, I'll be happy with whatever, so... Yeah. Um, as the lo- show's good on its own merits. It doesn't yeah, need it. As long as the story's okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, as long as the, sh- the the story concludes 
appropriately. I mean, I love bells and whistles, but if the story makes sense, then I'm happy. And the way way things are going, and if and these are my predictions, and I don't know what's going to happen, which I'm happy because <laughs> I like to be surprised. And if they go Me down, too. if they go down these particular route, routes, then yeah, I'm I'm happy. Yeah, me too. Probably not happy for Wanda because I think these scars are going to stay, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, I think she's going to be forever, you know, going through this trauma and it's going to be a big part of her character going forward and yeah, I don't know. Mm. I mean, that the fact that last the fact that last week she said to Monica that, you know, what if she is the vision? Oh, sorry, the villain. What if she is the villain? Yeah. Um, it's it could happen. Yeah. So, yeah, it's scary and sad to think about. But I, uh, I think that might just wrap up our uh, epic discussion yeah. on this episode. Yeah. Yeah. No, right. Patrick Stewart. No, Patrick Stewart. No, Sue no. McKellen. No, Sue McKellen. No Fassbender. No McAvoy. No, no, uh, fucking um, Al Pacino as the devil. <laughs> Yeah, I like that theory though. <laughs> well, who I feel knows? Like this is the f- yeah. Maybe, maybe the the power that Agnes got was from a particular person, and we'll probably find that out in later on. Well, yeah, because it's like I said in my my ramble video. You know, she reminds me of Caecilius in a way. Whoever that from is, Doctor yeah. S- from Doctor Strange, the. The villain of Doctor Strange, oh. who was working for Damamu. Yeah, I only saw that once. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe I need to see it again. <laughs> Maybe you do. Maybe you do. Oh yeah, Hannibal. Um, I know him. Yeah. Yeah, Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. yeah. He's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to be Grindelwald. <laughs> yes, he is. Ah, <laughs> uh, there. Uh, yeah, and you know what? I just just. Just to say this, the fact that we've gone this whole time and haven't said Mephisto once, except for now, is like... Yeah, I'm not banking on cool. that. Cool. Yeah, I'm not banking. No, I'm, I'm, and I'm okay with it. I'm like, yeah, no, we can, we can leave Mephisto out of this for now. I think they're probably gearing up to introduce him down the track, yeah. but pro- probably not now. Either that or Nightmare. So. Or, or Nightmare, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. we still don't, we didn't get an answer about the book this episode, so... No, no. So maybe, maybe next week we'll find out. Maybe that's an Easter egg for a later late, later on show. Yes. Not necessarily. It could for very this well one. be. It could be setting yeah. up for other things. And it could be we we can wait for other stuff. Maybe we're just too too eager to jump the gun. <laughs> we are. We are, because, you know, this is our first taste of anything MCU related in nearly two years. So <laughs> And we're just know. eating it. We're just chomping we're, at the bit. Yeah, we're just goring at it. <laughs> yeah. Literally like, dissecting it like, bit by bit. S- settle down. It's just, it's just, it's just Evan Peters. All right. It's just Evan Peters doing doing a thing. It's don't look too much into it. It's <laughs> it's just Evan Peters. It's just a wink and a nod. That's it. It's a wink and a nod. It's fine. <laughs> oh goodness it's- gracious! All right, that'll do it for us. Um, that wraps up popcorn culture. Hope you guys enjoyed that incredibly thorough discussion and dissection of episode eight previously on yeah um a very appropriate title um yeah well it's the second last episode yeah and 
it's I don't care. Like people are in the reviews, people are complaining. Some people are complaining about the fact that it was all flashbacks and catch up and all that stuff, and there wasn't actually any driving the story forward. And I'm like, no, what? you're wrong. <laughs> Take your opinion and leave. Yeah, literally. I've read reviews that are like, oh, it's, uh, you know, everything was just starting to go and they've put the brakes on this episode. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, you they're need, wrong. What? You need episodes like this. Yeah. And people, it's pro- they're probably the same people that were complaining that the first couple of episodes didn't have any story to them because it was just sitcom stuff. It was stuff. too slow. And we want to know, and like now that they're getting their answers, they're all like, "Ugh!" But I want the action now. I'm ready for the action, guys. Stupid. I'm here to watch fisticuffs. Yeah. Well, you're gonna get it in two more episodes. <laughs> I'm still banking I love on how that. You're holding onto it. It's great. Keep it alive. Yeah. Epis- hashtag One Division Episode Ten. <laughs> episode Ten. I'm going <laughs> down with 10. the ship. <laughs> I really hope you're right. Okay. And if I'm not right, I'll just say, well, the the making of episode 10. (laughs) Yes. Making of episode 10. All right. That's done. Uh, It's time to check in with Fred. Um, For me, there's a few things. Obviously, this wonderful podcast that's in your ears right now every week. Um, There is a new episode of the monthly um, that is now out uh, for listening enjoyment. Fulia and I uh, are convincing each other again to, to watch a film um, and having a great time doing it. We've I've already gotten some good feedback from some people who have listened to the episode, so um, really nice. Thank you, everyone, that's checked it out so far. We're really enjoying that concept and are probably going to keep it going. It is good. Bit. I wa- yeah, I li- thank you. I watched it. I listened to it. <laughs> hey, thank I, you. It was good. I give it a like. Thank you. I appreciate that. It it, um, it didn't have the upsetting ending than previous, so. Yeah, it was a better outcome this time. <laughs> but, you know, if you want to know more, listen to the show. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, things that uh, aren't good outcomes. Um, one podcast I forgot to plug last week. And I and I really should now, and I will. Um, there was the second ever Craptacular special ah, uh, yes. released, um, uh, and uh, yeah, a few of us gathered in the Fred Shed to watch, uh, put ourselves through um, a, a thing <laughs> that is apparently it's apparently a movie. I don't agree. Um, called Cats, yeah. which came came out in 2019. We <laughs> watched it, we reviewed it, we laughed our asses off, we um, hissed in disgust at it. Um, yeah. So please go and check that out so it can be, you know, worth the suffering. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had a really good time, actually, though, doing it. These craptacular specials are a lot of fun. So, Wait, um, wait you're like uh, Wonder Matt. Um, you're like Wonder. You had to phase that out of your mind because it was so yes. horrible. Yes, exactly. That's why I you don't. forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Yes, last week, that's why I forgot about it because I. No, it didn't happen. Uh, that, yes. That that makes me Agatha. I don't mind yeah. that. <laughs> it's fine. I'll be Wanda. I love Wanda. Uh, yeah. I'm doing. I'm doing the witchy hands. He's he's doing his Agatha impression. It's great. Um, audio medium. 
Um, <laughs> but I can see it. It's a nice little treat for me. Medium. Yes. Uh, so there's that. Go check that out. And then there's also, um, of course, my, uh, speaking of WandaVision again, my non-scripted rambling series of my uh, video reviews of WandaVision. If you want to watch me cry, <laughs> <laughs> go watch the most recent one. I'm sorry for sharing my feelings. Actually, I'm not sorry. Why am I apologizing? Um, yeah, yeah. It was. I got. I. I knew I was going to get emotional, and I set it up front when I sat down to record. I'm like, I'm probably going to cry. So just a heads up. Um, but yeah, it. I. I'm having a lot of fun doing these videos, and so uh, next week might be the last one. Um, if Mike is right, then it won't be. <laughs> uh, and then. Uh, and then yeah, again, Falcon Winter Soldier um, will be coming up, and I will be doing videos uh, reviewing that as they come out. So lots of stuff for me at the moment, which is awesome. Um, and some stuff coming from you, Mike, that you mentioned yes. earlier in the show. Yes, very later on down the track, I'm still organising some stuff, trying to o- organise my year, basically, because it's going to be a very busy year on my part uh, yeah. with life, universe and everything, 42. Mm-hmm. 42. Uh, 42. Where is my towel? There's my towel. Don't panic. <laughs> Um, Don't panic. Yeah, I love that series. Um, Yeah, besides doing that, it's doing this podcast, uh, which I'm really, really enjoying uh, because I get to talk about nerdy stuff and probably Mm -hmm. less. So good. Yeah, I want to talk about more nerdy stuff than political stuff because political stuff. I've actually, actually, um, starting to like stop listening to other political things and put, putting more distractions into my life because, uh, you know, it's, it's for my mental health and everything. Yes. 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 That's why we have, we have fiction. We have nerdy things. Escapism. Yeah. Even, even yeah, though sometimes nerdy will. stuff can be political. Yes. Allegory. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Metaphor. Yeah. Metaphors, cryptic metaphor, and that's basically <laughs> my, my my week. Well, that's what's what going I, on with Fred. That's what's been going on with Fred. Metaphors, yes. cryptic metaphors, <laughs> cryptic metaphors. Awesome. All right. Cool. Mm. Lots lots in the pipeline. Lots out now. So um, yeah, fantastic stuff. And yes. I think. I think that might do it and wrap it for us this week on a podcast called Fred. Yes. So, um... After you. Uh, Red, uh, Red, uh, yeah. Uh, and, and that was a podcast called Fred. Fred. That's in sync. That was pretty good. Yeah. Sweet. I reckon it is. Um, <laughs> nice. I think you might... I think we're close. Yeah. If it's not. Ah. Uh, Awesome. Nice. Remember, nice. Remember to um, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For future podcasts from Fred the Alien, and follow us on our SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. And for Fred the Alien merchandise, go to our website, fredthealienproductions.com, and follow the link to our Redbubble where you can get apparel, home decor, bags, and stationery with our unique Fred the Alien designs by our talented team, Unibums, incompetent gamers, our live stage shows, and more. That was the Fred Plugs. Yes, it was. It I've was. Been a, I have been a Kendall Richardson. And I'm looking for a criminal who is a dwarf 
and who is a clairvoyant. I am looking for a small, medium, at large. <laughs> Michael Lister. <laughs> and, and you've just experienced, experienced a, a podcast, podcast called Friends. Friends. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, yes. Remember to eat beef. Remember to eat beef. Freddy um, lives. Freddy lives. <laughs> he lives in your dreams. Yeah. Oh, wouldn't it be great if they actually, like, hire Robert England to play Nightmare? Oh, oh dreamcasting dude. right there. Absolutely. Holy shit. <laughs> Oh my god. Tweet tweet Disney right now. Tweet yeah. Kevin Feige. Like introduce nightmare. Robert England. Robert oh England. Yes. At least do oh my god. at least be a cameo in something. Come on. That would that would be so good. <laughs> Welcome to <sighs> MCU bitch. <laughs> oh, I bet Wayne's loving this. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember any of the actors that play Jason. No, no, off the top of my head. No, no, not off the top of my head either. No, no, no. Sorry, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs>